describes acts of extreme violence in graphic detail and may include discussions about demonology and the occult, topics that caused widespread panic during the 1980s. This content may not be suitable for children under the age of 50. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. today dan we are from boy that's a long entry i just scroll all the way up there why do they write so much <laughs> i gave short i gave you the whole dissertation this time <laughs> you did i read it it was it was it was it was interesting that's, that's, so that's why i we left are, it for you because i thought it was it was more than the normal stuff we have so there you go. it was you it was we're at the 73rd layer of the abyss but there's hope that we're going to get out right yep there is right. hope maybe by the spring it's called the wells of darkness. This layer was a rocky plain. I would say it was. I mean, you know, they're giving us a past history here. A rocky plain yeah. illuminated by a dim blue sun. It had scattered elevations surrounding pools of a black liquid connected with one another by marble walkways. At the top of a higher mound, the crumbling fortress of Overlook. The Overlook, like as in The Shining? The hotel? <laughs> That's right. Is, he where, is Jack Nicholson there? He's the caretaker. Uh, Hey by, <laughs> hey, by the way, I, I, I have to uh, just, uh, there's a little bit of... You gotta be kidding me. There you go. I meant to tell you that before the show about the beard, because I'm groaning at... What are you getting... No, we gotta restart the show. No, we're not restarting the show. I'll cut That's this horrible. out for the podcast, but you won't... Uh, Thanks. Yeah, but the, You're but, gonna... No. But, but, the, but the one person who's on right now is uh, may have noticed that, so there you go. No, but what you're gonna do is you're gonna put it as the screenshot... <laughs> On YouTube. <laughs> I don't trust you for a second. Well, I'm growing a beard. I want to be like Bjorn. So I'm growing out my beard. Okay. And so that's some of the risk, right? I failed to save my beard, failed its saving throw against oatmeal. Against oatmeal, yeah. It's, uh... it's, it's, it's a part of what deity, what, de, what deity or demon does oatmeal worship? Jubilex, of course. Uh, obviously, of course. So this is inhabited by specters and race. Providing a good view of the entire layer, it was, but it's used. Now, that's I'm gonna, interesting because okay. what's the problem with specters and wraiths? Specters and race. Okay, don't tell me. Don't tell me. This is like a quiz. Yeah, we talked about specters, this. Specters. Well, wait, oh wait, yeah. Well, they're undead. Yes, it's got to be someone. They're undead. What are they doing in the abyss? Is undead? Is that right? Is well, that what, why are they in the abyss? Because what do we know about specters? Hmm. I know that they look like a middle-aged man that's, in their drawing. Is that right? That's right. They didn't play, pay four colors, right? If you look on it on page 89, uh, 
<laughs> he looks yeah, like an old man. He looks like the old librarian from Poltergeist, the male, the husband of the one who's in the beginning, you know, the librarian. Yeah, or or like an aging, a member of a rock band, because doesn't he has he's got he's, he's, he's got old enough to have yeah, long hair, right? Like I would have if I was the specter, <laughs> if I let my hair grow out. He's got nothing right. on top. Yeah, he looks like a '70s rocker who's in 2010. Yeah, <laughs> right. But his alignment is what I was focused on. Yeah, his alignment yeah. is lawful evil. Yes, this is a chaotic evil area, and I thought we remember from our. Now let's go back to the go back to the Lemures, right? Which are they could become if they're lucky, right? They get promoted to being specters, if I remember correctly. Isn't that what we were talking about? Yes. Oh. After after being in hell for a certain time, Lemures will be chosen to form wraiths or specters. Here there are wraiths and specters. Which came from hell. Mm. Yeah, this is very. Yeah, you know who could answer these questions? I think Ed Greenwood. Don't you think yeah. he's the kind of guy he would like? You could put on Twitter. You could ask. He'd have, but of course, I assume it would be a Forgotten Realms answer. Right. Uh, but yeah, no, that is very interesting. I mean, I, I'll tell you, I like, I like this though because then you get to create some sort of backstory as to why this happened. For right, perhaps Lemures were enslaved and brought to the this this lair right. right why not well there is and i'm not a ex an expert on future lore but the i know later there is this concept of the blood war between the hells and the abyss because basically the 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 in, in some twisted way the the lawful evil people are keeping the rest of the multiverse from being destroyed by the chaos forces is that's it and they're constantly at war with each other because the the demons just keep coming that kind of thing so this could are, be that part of it i don't know are the law are the lawful neutrals and the lawful goods and the lawful evils all together is this like a big lawful uh union i think there may be some of it but it's primarily the demons and devils who fight each other because i think the other part to that is you know kind of a answering that question if if evil's so powerful why haven't they just taken over <laughs> Yeah. Well, because they're fighting each other. You know, they kind of... Like the orcs. Right, yeah. The orcs would take over. It wasn't for the fact that, you know, the bone crushers are unhappy with the vile rune or whatever. So, okay, no, no, this... this so anyway, so, I just wanted to point that out because no. we want to tie it back to our shows. No, I'm glad you pointed this out. And it seems to me what's happened here then clearly is that in this war that some of these Lemures... I don't know if Lemures are like the front line dudes. Right. Or I just assume they just like move around aimlessly like in a video game. They just kind of, right. you know, bounce and you just got to avoid them. I don't know the answer to that. But, you know, I think they've been captured. This is because this was a prison. Isn't this a prison? Yes, that's what they talked about. It's a prison. So there you go, James. Doesn't it answer itself? These were, they were Lemures who have been captured in war. They're prisoners of war. Yeah. And they've actually, for some strange reason, I guess they've just developed, I guess you keep, Potentially, you can still be promoted even within the prisoner of war camp. And and that's why you've got specters. What a race uh, alignment. Is that Lawful also? Uh, well, you know, let's face it. James, let's say you are a chaotic, evil magic user, which I think actually, despite what you said, is in fact what would be 
Well, you would be. If I had unlimited power, it would be very difficult not to be chaotic evil. I, <laughs> right. I, I will say that. That would be hard to not completely drift to the, that side. I understood. And, and, and let me ask you, who do you want working for you underneath you? Chaotics right. or lawfuls? Right. Clearly lawfuls, right? Right. I agree. I don't think the chaotics want the chaotics underneath them. I want, I mean, you I want a big L, back. small e. I want lawful exactly. evil. Exactly. Not lawful paren evil. Right. I don't want lawful evil. I want lawful evil. <laughs> you really want lawful neutral. Right. Is lawful neutral the perfect hireling? Right. It seems to me. Right. Because whatever you tell him to do, it just he doesn't care. Like, yeah, burn that village. Yep. Yes, sir. Is it in the law? Yes. Okay. Yes. You do right. Our contract is you do whatever whatever you, I tell you to do. Right. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Forrest Gump. No, I think he's lawful good, isn't he? Yes, he's lawful good. <laughs> okay. Now you're gonna make so him that, lawful. Anyway, you're right. That's, <laughs> but that could be an answer. So again, this is where I just wanted to tie in that we at least know our our, our layers and our different realms of the outer planes. So go ahead. I apologize for segue. No, 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 no. That, that was fine. I think we're done with that. I mean, there's a lot here. I mean, it's 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 basically it's a prison uh, and. You know, who built these walkways? I, so I always wonder about the general contractors of, of the abyss, you know? It sounds like the clerks uh, discussion. About, did you ever see clerks? Oh, that was an amazing movie. Right. So where they're talking about, you know, the poor contractors who were killed on the Death Star that they were building. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, that's right. All the independent, yeah, I know. You just, you know, you were the, you were the low bidder. Yeah. So you're like, whatever, you're, you're just, you know, Bob's gun and death star making co- corporation. And, uh, yeah. you got the yeah, delivering, contract. Yeah. Delivering death since, you know, twenty four seventeen to a local galaxy near you. Yeah. You know, and yeah, you're just gone, but you know, well, I do like the last part. One particular prison was the demon lady. Again, your famous demon lady. Shami Amoray, the lady of delights and former consort of. Demogorgon. Your other favorite. And I love that. Said to be one of the very few who truly understood his double personality. You know, I, we were talking about Orcus, because, mm-hmm. you know, we had that drawing of Orcus. Which right, that politically, politically correct uh, picture from Dragon. <laughs> right. Well, remember, I didn't even notice the, the, the nude woman. Yeah. I, uh, I, just, I, I thought Orcus was hilarious because yeah. he's just sitting there, that big gun. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it didn't, it didn't ever cross my mind that Orcus has a personality. You know, I just assumed he's just like, you know, okay. yeah, or whatever. Right. He's, he's just that one thing, destroy. Yeah. Right. But he's got feelings. He's got emotions. Mm. He's got a personality. That's right. And so apparently Demigorgon is, you know, you just, James, you haven't seen the other side of Demigorgon. <laughs> well, what, I've only seen the one side of his double personality. Exactly. So. Right. It, it's, always the, it's always the wife that's the apologist, right? Or the lady. I hate <laughs> You haven't seen the other side of him. Like Stand I by have. your demon lord. That's right. It. Everyone else is like, that guy's a jerk. <laughs> no, he's not. That's a tough job. That, you know, that would be a tough job. How do you, like, does he have a pickup line, Demogorgon? Like, does he have to win her over? I don't know. That's good. That's uh, <laughs> demon lord lady um, courting. That could be yeah. one of the episodes. I guess I have to write that down. How, how, the romance oh. practices of demon lords and ladies. Well, we needed something for our, our Valentine special coming up, right? <laughs> yes. Another five hour. Another five hours. <laughs> Since we didn't save any material for 20, right? We, we, you, five hours, you pretty much used up all of your material. Right, that's it. I mean, how much could you have in there? And especially, <laughs> uh, you know, we, we have to be, we, we did go down the, um, 
uh, what was that? The Aphrodite, uh, priest of Aphrodite. So that priestess is of a priest of Aphrodite. So yeah, that's good stuff. I like it. Well, I'm, hope, I'm hoping for a Carlos Lysing incomprehensible death uh, Valentine special. Oh, with, that would be great. With, you know, right? With the clerics and a paladin. We could have a cleric and a paladin and Aphrodite. Right. You may not like that because it's not Greyhawk. But, well, I think there's know. a goddess of God of love. There's got to be one for Greyhawk. We okay. just don't know it. Right, right. Okay. Well, very good. So that's where we're at. It's, uh, you know, black liquid. It doesn't really say what the black liquid is, but we're on, we're near a crumbling fortress, which is super exciting. So we are now ready for random encounter. Let's do it. Okay. It's the dorso roll. Sir, I've rolled a five. Right, you've rolled a five, and which means, what does that mean? <laughs> I, I think it means a monster manual too. I agree with you. Okay. So I have the Monster Manual 2. If I recall correctly, it is now a D10 to know the area in which we are, correct? That's right. So I'm ready for D10. Like to roll? Four. So now is when the show is actually starting. Is that yeah, one hour, is, one hour and 18 minutes into it, the show is starting, which is about right. Four. Where do you think we are, sir? Four. We're in a dungeon. You are correct, nice. sir. So I now need to know the monster level. There are... Ten levels. Seven. Oh, this is good. Oh, yeah, because we, we've got this angel Astral that Diva. we That's need right. to it's... bring down. Okay, so now you are doing that uh, die eight and the die 12, right, Die eight, die 12. Fifteen. Okay. Slightly, slightly above average. Off the meat. A giant sundew? S-U-N-D-E-W. Is... is that like a giant cantaloupe? <laughs> Like rolls? Is that like was it like the abscob or something that was in Dragon? Then made remember yeah, wasn't it like a big, big round ball? ball? Yeah, well, that's the as yeah asphid. Looks like a ball with dots on, like a soccer ball. It looks like yeah. This yeah. So is that what this is like a big melon? Well, uh, if I if I'm correct, it's it is as you said it is, which is a no way, literally a plant. Really? All right, it's in Monster Manual two. I'm pretty sure of that. Oh, I just look at these. Oh, oh, we don't have a drawing. It is on page 116 Thank you, sir. of the Monster Manual 2. Okay, the giant sundew. Unlike its smaller cousin, this plant is almost sentient, being slightly aware of its surroundings. Referring, I'm going to go, can, okay, I'm going to go to the description because I don't want to be reading about this and not know what it looks like. So I'm going right to the bottom. Giant sundews appear as three to four foot high mounds of gray green terry ropes or rags. Areas where they are found are often heavily fly infested and the air will often have a thick odor of sweet syrup. <laughs> high mounds of gray green, what are terry ropes? It's like terry? Is like, it, what's a terry uh, rope? I, I almost, it's like moss, maybe? I don't know. Okay. Unlike its smaller cousin, this plant is almost sentient being. What's its smaller cousin? Oh, well, the, the, the sundew. Yeah. The not. It, well, is that a monster somewhere? No, a sundew? I think it's a plant. Oh, it's just a plant. Okay. Yeah, uh, okay. Well, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's one of these. Interesting. It's, it, it, well, I can't see. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to show it to you because I don't know if I can see it. You're frozen, busy. You might have to describe oh. it. So it's a plant. Oh no, you're moving now. 
All right, I'll keep reading while you get that up. Preferring shaded, cool places to grow. It sounds like me. The giant sundew grows only hair-like roots. There you go. Oh, okay. Okay, I got it. All right, I'm with you. Hair-like roots to lightly anchor it in place. Furthermore, it may at will withdraw these roots and pull itself along the ground with its sticky tendrils. That was the name of my first thief, actually, was Sticky Sticky Tendrils. tendrils. (laughs) That was my first thief, was Sticky Tendrils. I thought that was a Stones album, Sticky Tendrils. Oh, that's Sticky Fingers. That was Sticky Tendrils. I'm sorry. It derives its sustenance primarily from the prey it catches. The giant sundew is able to detect moving creatures by vibrations, and when anything moves within five feet of it, it will lash out with its tendrils. Its lump-like body is covered with hundreds of tendrils, and up to six may attack each creature in range each round. Oh, my. These tendrils end in sticky globs of sap. For every three tendrils that strike a victim, that victim will suffer a minus one on its subsequent to hit rolls. So I'm just seeing, like, you know, it's the you know, these, like, six characters are, like, flying through the air. They're all stuck to these tendrils. Um, this effect is cumulative so that if six tendrils hit, the victim would be at minus two on its to hit roll. If a 20 is rolled to hit by the sundew, that tendril will have struck the character across the mouth and nose, clogging these with its sap. Okay, I like that. I like anything, any monster that has like on a 20, this will happen, I'm a fan right. of. The character will suffocate in two to four rounds unless the sap is removed. Oh, so I have a chance of hitting this angel. Oh, wait, are you, am I the angel? You're oh, the sun dude. You're always the challenger. Oh, I hope I get the 20. Wouldn't that be great? A bunch of sap right in this angel's mouth and nose and you suffocate. The character will suffocate in two to four rounds unless the sap is removed. I'm so hoping for that. In addition to its clogging effect, the sap is composed of a mild enzyme acid that will cause one point of damage per tendril each round until the tendril is broken. The chance these tendrils may be broken is the same as that for opening doors for each character, and each tendril should be checked individual. Individually, I wonder if some of these entries became longer because by the time it was Monster Manual 2, they knew the kind of questions players would have, right? You're like, in the old days, you could just say, well, you know, you got to break free. And they're like, no, no, no. What's the role? What do you need? Right. The sap will dissolve and become harmless if soaked with vinegar or alcohol, such as wine. Oh, so this is an advantage pro tip to bring right. wine. Have, have some wine. vinegar wine. Absolutely. Vinegar or alcohol, such as wine. So, yeah, so the dwarves are in better shape if they come across one of these guys. And this is the only non-magical way to prevent suffocation. Do the plants sticky? So you're, like, pouring wine down the guy's throat? <laughs> Apparently, that's what you're doing. It sounds, sounds horrible. Uh, so you're getting drunk, but you're living. Due to the plant's sticky exterior, missile and fire-based attacks will only do half damage. All right. So... Okay, actually, you know, not, not so bad. I'm, I'm, thanks to the chat, um, they reminded me. I forgot what it was called, but there was a sundew, and I'm putting that up for folks. You may be able to see it as well in the share. It was in A1, uh, Dwellers of the Under Slaver City, whatever it's, whatever it's called again. Oh, a giant sundew or just a sundew? sundew. The giant, well, Slave Pits of the Undercity is what it's in, and at the bot. It's it's in a back area, and there was a bottles of vinegar, and you have to get it. You know, the tournament players have to figure it out. 
but it's a giant sundew, if you can see that. Can you see that? Oh, very clever. I could not, unfortunately, but okay. Uh, do you know who did the artwork? Well, it doesn't matter. Uh, let's see. It's Willingham did. Oh, okay. So Here, I th- now, that's now, all. I tr- now I, I tried was... it again for you. These... Oh, there is. This is. Oh, there is the giant Okay. The giant sundew. So, all right. So I um, withdraw. I didn't have any criticism of it because it is from A1. And, of course... Of course, it's attacking the woman who's, ha- who's who, half naked, who has appears yeah. to have chain armor that only covers one of her half yeah. of her body. Yes, she's she's had an equipment malfunction apparently. Yeah. So, right. welcome to 1980 or whatever this was done. Right, right, okay, and so that's what you had to find. It was part of the the challenge was to recognize that you need to grab the wine or the vinegar. Okay, yeah, and, and for right. those who, who were who wanna. Spoiler, I don't know if you've been through. I did run A1, but they did not go through this area. They went straight yeah. to the main temple area. But if I remember correctly, um, it's over by this area, over by uh, 5B or something like that. It's it's like a guardian. I'm, I'm, I'm scrolling and flipping, of course. So, yeah, 5B, Sundew's Lair. <clears throat> this room is almost... Bare except for the stairs on one wall and a door on the opposite. Five feet from the store is a mound of tarry-looking rags. Many flies buzz around the room, and the air has a sweet honey smell. That's what the, you would tell the party. Oh, so you're like, oh, what are those rags? Let me go over right. there. So you don't you think it's rags. There's maybe a magic sword in there. Let me go over there, and of course, out it. And, and then in 5A, there's a small alcove which has barrels of the wine. So there you go. Got it. Okay. See... That's, I don't know. All right. Should I go there? I mean, part of me is like. Of course you should go there. That's the whole, that's the whole point of this. That's the show. I, 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 again, it's like the carbuncle. I think this monster is neat. Situationally, it makes sense to be an A1. I don't know that I need it. I don't know that I need a book including it. You know, it's kind of fun. If you're writing an adventure to include it there because you're customizing your adventure. I don't know that I need a giant sundew, but you know, okay, okay. Not everyone had a one, so all right. So maybe we anyone on the chat. What are the odds? You think? I think the giant sundew's got a shot against the diva, uh, right? Because I, of the- I think the sundew has no shot unless unless I don't play oh. the astral diva like a genius. But okay, let's let's. Oh, I I, oh, I, I mean the sundew. Okay. This diva is a genius, so. You would hope, and with a wisdom of twenty, so so it would not be like, hey, what are those rags? Let me go like poke yes, around in there. That would be my guess, but let me stick my <laughs> head in that pile of rags and look in there. I'm the messenger of a greater <laughs> god of the good planes. Let right. me see what's in this in this abyss. What's in these rags here? That's well, what's your intelligence? A super genius. We have to do an intelligence. We should do a skill check. Yes, intelligence that's, that's check, what I'm going right? to do. You that's, may, I, I think, I think we did that did, last yeah. time, didn't which we? I'll be happy to do. If that's okay. genius right. is seventeen eighteen, so okay, so you might fail and be like, "Hey, what are those rags?" All right, so we are rolling yes, for surprise. That would be the only thing is somehow as she's flying around, she inadvertently flies over the yeah. uh, uh, sure sundew's lair. Sure. So all right, here's here. Oh, I rolled a one, of course. And I rolled a five, cool. so you're surprised for one segment. 
Oh, but do we have to now roll? I hate this rule, the way we play this. We, I know we do it in the order in the DMG. Now yeah. we do distance now, right? You do surprise and distance. What you say is the distance is too far, then the surprise doesn't away. matter, right? What's my range for these things? Your movement is far. one. I do know that. I, yeah, and anything within five yeah, feet so of it. So you've got to move. So now. You have to move towards me. But you know, but okay. So does that mean? Wait, but you're surprised. Yeah, and I'm surprised for a while because so I rolled one. You rolled a five. That's pretty good. Oh, that's right. You could say, well, well, you're surprised. For, no, you're surprised for one segment. Surprise! I'm surprised for one right? segment. Yeah, you rolled yeah. a one. Did you roll the five? Isn't it? I thought it was the difference. It's not the difference. Doesn't matter. I keep forgetting the rule. I think it doesn't. I think no. I think if we're both surprised, it's the difference. So you're surprised okay, for one segment, right. right? I think you just yeah, yeah, that's the way right. we play it. Polyhedron did it. They did it different, which was weird because that's canon. But okay, that's a different. Yeah, that's it's, a different it's, subject. It's surprise. Got it. So I mean, you're surprised for one segment. So great. So. But how fast uh, are you I flying? can fly at forty-two. I mean, so are you? Could you like fly within five feet of me yeah, in that gonna, segment? That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to allow you. Yeah. I'm going to. Sw- I'm flying by you, and you're going to get your attacks. Yes, that's what I'm doing. Yes, I agree with that. All right, I'm okay, lashing well, out at you. And that's different from when. Exactly. Never. I'm declaring. So, okay, that's what I'm that's, doing. That's right. That's what you do. Yes, yeah. undo. You. I get the vibrations. Oh, you feel I feel the vibrations. I don't know what's about. Exactly. I got gotcha. you. Right, and I will lash out my tendrils. So you get, one so, to three. Right. Uh, how many attacks did you get? One Up to three. Six may allowed. attack each creature. There you go. So you so. Wait, so why do I get one to one three? To th- that's the damage. One to three. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Damage to attacks. Yeah, number of attacks special. So actually, do it I get six attacks? Out, it's lump like covers hundreds of tens, and up to six may attack each creature in range. Oh. So you get six attacks. Oh. It sounds like. For, for, yeah, yeah, I get so six. you're gonna get six attacks. So you are a eight hit dice monster, which is good for a lump of rags. That's pretty good. Yeah, because I just need a tw- I, I want a twenty on, on these six rolls. That does seem to be the way yeah. it is, right? So you are eight hit dice. You need a eighteen to hit. Yeah. All right, here we go. Roll number one. Yeah, that's 13. what I said, David. It should be four segments of surprise, but I'm not gonna argue with him. But that. Hey, what? No, we no, no, it's okay. fine. It's fine. You're right. We're just going one. I know that's only. It's only no, it's if it's. Uh, they're both surprised. That's what your ruling is. I got it. I got it. I got it. Uh, we okay. I rolled a one. I'd love four segments of surprise. I rolled a twelve. Oh, I'm being punished. I rolled a fourteen. I only have two left. I rolled an eight. Come on. And I rolled an eight. It was terrible. So you've missed. So now it's initiative. I've I've flown past you. I'm like, what is this? I felt something weird. (laughs) Waving. Waving. (laughs) (laughs) These rags are like waving in the air. So now it's initiative. So I'm going to say, go ahead. Wait a second. Well, hold on. Can I, can I, I would like to work the refs. Can we have an intelligence roll? Because you may be like, you know, what the heck is right. that thing? All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll. Right, you're assuming. No, when I, I am. thirteen. Okay. I, I know Fine. you tried to attack me, so Got it. I'm going to decide what my action is. I've flown past you now. 
So I am not. That right. was your attack of opportunity. You're not getting another attack of opportunity. So uh, I'm going to decide what I'm going to do. What, what, if I get close to you, you're going to attack me again. I assume. Oh, I'm not giving oh. that away. Oh, I declare first. I'm going to move past you and cast the spell. I'm okay, so you're going to move towards me. I'm parlaying. Yes. Okay. What's my intelligence? Oh, oh, semi. Do okay, you have a bad. Do you have a language? Yeah. It doesn't look like you have a language. I was going to talk to you, but it. Uh, All right. Could 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 tongues work well, here? That's the question. Well, you could. Well, druids could talk. To, you could talk yeah, to but, plants. If you're, if you're, I don't. Billy, I don't right? think she can has. Talk, I don't think she has druid druidic talk? abilities. So I'm not going to waste my time with that. What am I going to do? I'm going to. Uh, no, nope, you delayed I'm too not, long. Okay, Gary said you lost your. You okay, lost so your you would just want me to attack you. Fine, I'm going to attack you. I don't care. I'm going to strike you down and pummel you like the plant that you are. You can cast a spell. I mean, I'm hate to hit that. No, I'm going forever. to attack you because I have. I still have something up my sleeve, so I'm all good. Yeah, you got hey, 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 hey. All right, so it's initiative. I'm attacking you. I'm, I'm I rolled it. Four. So okay. I I win the initiative. I'm going to your armor class is what? Seven. Seven. This is horrible. I'm gonna pummel you like a I have nine hit dice. Five I need. I missed. I, I have, I yeah, have you got hit, hit points. points. That's good. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. All right. Yeah, start rolling your hit points. Oh, I get six. You take uh, six. 16 hit points. What? I smashed you inside the head. What, what head? <laughs> I smashed your body with my giant mace. Like, there's a bunch of tendrils. They're just flopping off. They're flopping on the side. I'm down to 26 hit points. You, like, whacked off, like, a quarter of my ten. Right. So now you get to get your attacks again. Let's go. All right. I get six, right? Right. You get six. Roll. You need 18. People are bored. They're bored with six. us. We need to move on. Hurry up. You know, 11. One. It's terrible. 17. <laughs> well, 20. You got 20. What does that mean? Finally. Well, don't you have you? you you sap or something in you, right? If a twenty is rolled to hit by the sundew, that tendril will have stuck the character struck the character across the mouth and nose, clogging these with its sap. The character will suffocate in two to four rounds unless the sap is removed. In addition to this clogging effect, the sap is composed of a mild enzyme that will cause one point of damage per tendril. This is just one each round until the tendril is broken. The chance these tendrils may be broken is the same as that of opening doors for each character. Oh, we have to actually know your strength then, and each tendril should be tacked individually. The sap will dissolve and become harmless, but the sap is still on you, though, right? So wait, the chance. What does that mean? The chance these tendrils may be broken. Oh, so it's causing yeah, damage. But I to can you? break it, but I still may choke from the sap. From the sap. So there you go. Yeah. Well, won't you unless you. You need a magical right. way to remove That's it, right. right? I assume you don't have vinegar or alcohol. Well, with you, I don't think I prepared that. You're right. You, yes. Where's your <laughs> equipment list? I don't have my equipment right. list. Okay. 
So, so that was that. Okay. So I'm stuck. I have two to four rounds. I'm going to roll how many rounds before I suffocate. Even though I'm not sure angels breathe, but okay, we'll, we'll go with that. All right. I've, I've wrote down how many okay. rounds I have. So now it's... Oh, no, I, should, I think I do damage. You Don't do I one do to three. to you, even though with that challenge? Okay, so I did one. Okay, so I have nine plus 36 hit points. I'm going to say I'm still alive. All right, so it's initiative. Okay. So now I'm going right. to. So now I'm stuck to you, there. correct? Well, you stuck to one. And it's in my mouth. Oh, that's, the, 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 that's right. So you can't withdraw, correct. right? You're so stuck. I either yeah, have to off. break the tendril, keep attacking you, or try to get this stuff off me. Right? Or surrender. Or, or surrender. Or sur- surrender? I don't surrender. I don't know how you would announce right. you're surrendering since you have a bunch of sack. Exactly. In your mouth so uh, I'm going to say that I'm going to attack. Even though I have uh, plus six strength, I have eighteen double zero strength. I could just rip this off like a like I'm nothing. But I'll, I'll worry about that later. Well, why wouldn't you? But you still have sap, and you can't you can't use a spell because you can't do the That's verbal right. component in my. If the rest That's right. right. You can't you can't say anything, right? It's, it's clogging your mouth and nose. <laughs> I don't know. Can I hum? Can I hum the verbal component? Mm. No, it's got to be perfect. You know, that's got to be perfect, right? Everything is there. Be a spell that just has a semantic component? That's the question. I think everything has a verbal component. I'm ninety nine percent positive. Anyway, I'm attacking you. I rolled. Here's my initiative is two. What about, what about, what about the sap? The sap? Okay. I have sap. Right, I uh, the, 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 the diva has sap in her uh, mouth. That's I'll problem. worry about that later. I understand it's your it's your player. Okay, I rolled a six. So you, six you get more six attacks, more attacks. Right? Like if I get another twenty, is it just like? Well, I don't really know. That's a good question. <laughs> That's a good well, question. See. Well, let's see if I get a twenty. We'll 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 cross that twenty when we get there. Seven. One. Did I hit myself? Nine. Eleven. This die's terrible. <laughs> twenty. Okay. You got, there's more sap. There's more sap in there now. Yep. Eleven and seven. Another twenty. So the question, yeah. So now let me do the damage. It's two points of damage, and the question is: Is this double sappage? You have to like remove both. I think I would say so. It's stacked sappage. It's a lot. It's a lot <laughs> it's of sap. Push, it's just push the initial sap in deeper. Yep. So that, there's nothing I can do with that. Okay. So I got full of sap. All right, so I'm going to attack you. Okay. 12 hits, 9 hits. So I think I hit you twice. And uh, I will roll my damage. 4. And 4 plus is 20, 26 points of damage. How many? 26. And... And you roll it, roll a save versus spell, or you'll be knocked senseless. I'm dead. Oh, you're dead. Okay. So you had two tendrils that stuck to your yes. bait. That's impressive. And so, all right. So yes, I am. I'm no. I'm. I just wilt. Yeah. And then I take my eighteen double zero strength and pull the tendrils off. And wait, then... wait, wait, wait! You gotta do an open doors roll. Don't okay. you need like a five out of six? Or what do you I, need? I rolled a three and I rolled a four. Okay. And now I'm standing there, and one minute goes by, and another minute goes by. Two minutes, two rounds 
He would have died. But guess what? What are you doing? Total vacuum does no harm to astral divas. Wait, what? Okay, speak plain English. What's happening? If I if I was in a vacuum where there's no air, doesn't do any harm. What does what does this? I'm oh. not going to suffocate to death. Oh, I right. go. Of the other guy that he was the he was the wizard of the north whatever he was the <laughs> okay 
Okay. You, you right. don't watch well, these every get, year? What's wrong with you? What kind of holiday I know, spirit? I will watch it. We'll get all right. We'll get we'll get that we'll get that planned. We'll get that planned. So, so, we'll, so if you go out to Discord uh, and you give us Santa's stats, I mean, you can either I know there's magazines that have done it, but you give us your stats, and then we will pick. And I think we last time we recreated Thanksgiving. I think we need to recreate the famous fight scene. Um, well, technically, the fight scene is with Cornelius, uh, the prospector, the elf. And uh, Simon, the ambiguously, uh, you know, like they did in the 60s, they kind of attributed certain things. Yes, the Yeti is another name from Bottle Snowman. Okay, so Yeti versus Simon, uh, Rudolph, and Cornelius. And then, maybe, Sa- and then maybe Santa comes in and, and fights the Yeti if comes in and tries to help. If necessary. Do we have reindeer stats? We probably have reindeer stats. Oh, yeah. Stats. We've got to have reindeer stats, I would assume. They're, they're a herd animal, so regardless, we would use that. Oh, that's true. They're, they're not a herd, obviously. Right. And and what's Cornelius? What would Cornelius be? We have a little elf, right? He's so he's going to be like a first-level elf right, or something elf. like that? Yeah. Um, he, he's actually just an elf from the Monster Manual because he wants to be a dentist. Right. He's not that's a right. professional. Right. He is a professional. He, he, he wants to be a professional, but a professional dentist. Right, exactly. He's just an elf. So he'll be the, he'll be the elf from the Monster Manual. Right. And we'll have a rain. Well, Rudolph who will just be a a reindeer, though he, of course, can fly. Well, he's right? a flying reindeer. Flying reindeer. He's, been, he's an reindeer. enchanted reindeer, basically. And we will have, but other than that, he's just basically a reindeer stat. And what's Cornelius? He's just a prospector. Yeah, I'd, so he's just a human. I would say he's a human. Yeah, he's just a human. Right against the yeti. Like zero level fighter, right? Yeah, I, 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 you could make him a ranger. He's a w- winter ranger if you wanted to give him a chance. Oh, okay, oh, that makes sense. Maybe, maybe he should be like a low level. All right, so maybe I'll better watch that. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you don't have to watch the whole twenty five minutes. You can just go online and say fight scene. So Yeti, if we're, let's make sure, let's let's confirm we're going to use Yeti as our. Uh, where is that Yeti? Is it? What did they do to the Yeti in the show? What happened? They knock him out with a, a, a boulder or something, and then they pull his teeth out because without his teeth, he can't do anything. That's horrible. Yeah. It's, okay. It's cruelty, but that. Welcome to the '60s. Okay, so that'll be our comedy. There's the Yeti. Oh, he's only four plus four hit dice. Yeah, so we don't need something super bad. Okay. So, so I like so that. So an elf. A prospect. I, I would make him a first level ranger, or maybe you know, because he's out there, he's in the wild. Okay. Mike Cornelius, first level ranger. Okay. Unless people have better ideas, which again they probably do, against the yeti. Well, that's why we're talking about this, and um, and of course a herd yep. animal, and a herd animal, and and an elf that can fly. Yep. Right. Just a standard monster manual elf, and. Bird animal. It's all variable, though. Yeah. It doesn't give us a lot of information Well, we here. could use a ram. Oh, that's true. It's kind of close to a ram. So uh, Ram's four hit dice. It's pretty good, if I remember correctly. Yeah, four hit dice. A giant ram. Well, it's not a giant ram. Okay. Right? I mean, he's, you know, he's actually like a yeah, normal he's like goat. A chi- yes. well, okay, is there a goat? <laughs> Goats go to work. Like go delicious, right? We had go delicious. 
A giant goat. Yeah, there's a there's a normal goat. One plus two hit dice. I like that. One attack, one to three. So you think a ranger's like a goat? Yeah, I think he's right. a goat. Okay, but he flies. So we have a flying goat. Stand, right, we'll do a goat who flies. We'll do a, a what? A Where did you find the goat one plus two? Oh, oh goat is in Monster Manual 2. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right, because they gave normal stat like they gave normal stats to squirrels and stuff. Exactly. All right. Well, we should so probably have them all lined up because if I remember correctly, don't all the animals uh, you know wave uh, Rudolph away when he tries to leave? Um, they all kind of say goodbye because they you know when he, when he leaves because he's been banished because right. they can't tolerate a red-nosed reindeer. Right. They all say goodbye because if the Yeti wins, I assume he's going to go on a murderous rampage and just start murdering all every the everyone at that point. Yeah, he will kill Christmas Village. Destroy Christmas Village. All right. So that makes sense. All right. So, yeah, so I like that better. So, yeah, I don't think we need to worry about the Santa stuff. I like this better. I, I think you've got a great idea. We'll recreate the Yeti battle scene uh, on our Christmas right. special. Only because it's always touchy to, you know, have a chance. You should never stat Santa because what happens? Everyone wants to kill mm-hmm. Santa. Mm-hmm. So you don't stat Jesus. Right. You can't do that. Because right. then if something should happen— well, I don't want my Christmas ruined. I don't want to be personally responsible for murdering Santa. Right. Okay. Just Rudolph. Yeah, just Rudolph. Well, Rudolph, yeah, who cares? Hey, well, he's not a real ranger anyway. Right. I mean, that's Rudolph. I, Rudolph is not, that's just a myth, but whatever. Okay. Right. So we got one more thing, and then we will bring, uh, we got spell selection. So let's, uh, let's, Do let's work on spell selection. Okay. I am rolling percentile dice to see what kind of spell it is. I rolled a 66. I'm going to assume that is magic, magic user. user. Well, you got to roll okay. for illusionist. Oh, that is right. I rolled a 98. It is illusionist. Wow. This no, is great. I, I think I'm lying, but I, I want to do illusionist spell, so let's just do that. What? The dice don't lie, really? Well, okay, let me check, because I, I keep forgetting. <laughs> well, and we can't remember the magic user. We can't no, remember if it's, done the it's magic user. I'm sorry. Uh, if you want the dice, All don't right. lie. It, it, yeah, I'm cause, sorry. Because they, they specifically say 1 through 10 is illusionist on the second roll. Right. Could you roll a die 10 for me, please? I can. Yeah, we don't want to cheat. You're right. D8. When we cut corners, that's when bad things happen. That's when it starts going downhill. Eighth level. We've got a lot of high Whoa. levels. Whoa. Are there 16 roll of them? 16, sir. Symbol. Did we do symbol? I don't know what symbol is. That doesn't sound familiar to me. Yeah, I don't think we did. We'll go with If we've done it, I've forgotten about it. Yeah, we'll go with symbol. So symbol is on page 91. No, we've not done symbol. There's, oh my gosh, James, it's so long. Yeah, this is a long one. Sorry. I'll start reading while you look. It's on page 91 of the player's handbook. A symbol spell causes the creation of magical runes, which affect creatures which pass over, touch, read, or pass through a portal upon which the symbol is inscribed. Upon casting the spell, the magic user inscribes the symbol upon whatever surface he or she desires. Likewise, the spellcaster is able to place the symbol of his or her choice using any of the following. Okay, so let me back up here. So it causes the creation of magic runes. Mm-hmm. Magic inscribes the symbol upon whatever surface. Yep. And and then I have to okay. So these are my choices. This is the menu. This is the full menu. Right, is that right? Right. Okay. So is this uh, what is the thing that you uh, is this 
Is this like a glyph? It's, like a, a glyph? it's very similar to a glyph of warning, except uh, typically, you know, you have to manipulate it or read it or do something or explosive ruins. But this one, as it says, if you get within, you, you pass through it, touch it, read it, it can, it can happen. Got it. Okay. Death. Wow. One or more creatures whose total hit points do not exceed 80. Or so, so I can just do a symbol of death. Yep. On a doorway. Just a big X or cro- a skull, and that's it. See, this, you know, you can't have a magic user assassin, right? That does not exist. Uh, well, I guess unless you did— um, Well, the book that well, shall not be named, but they wouldn't be high enough level. Now, you, uh, you could do a dual class— that's right. Can I? So I still. So if I've been an assassin and then I dual classed a magic user, vice versa. So that's really what the best. So the best assassins, ones who have dual classed, boy, they're really professionals. They're like, yeah, I'm going to go to like the. I'm going to become like, a 16th level magic user. Yep. And then I'm going to dual class to assassin, right? Can I do that? I would probably become the grandfather of assassins and then go to dual class because assassins you can only get to so high. Why would you want to cap yourself on that? Um. Yeah, but don't I want to use all this magic user? I mean, wouldn't I be an amazing assassin if I if I'm a 16th level magic user, and then I just switch over to assassin? Even when I'm low level, wouldn't it be like, wow, that dude's awesome, right? I wouldn't have to use the assassin table. I'd be like, I'm casting everyone else. All these pathetic <laughs> dweebs, all right, are like, oh, trying to do the poison and sneak in, and they're spying for a month. I'm just like, I cast a death symbol, right. On this door to his house, right? The the because uh, right. you know as a eight six, you're always murdering these people who are just you know the common the, the burgermeister in the town. <laughs> it's a living. <laughs> so yes, and and you would earn a whopping. Let's see how much you would earn if you as a. I don't. I, what level assassin are you when you're assassinating this poor burgermeister? Level one. I've been. I'm like a sixteenth level magic. Oh, user, I see. Though. I see. I see. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Level then. one. Yeah, that's 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 good. I should get paid more money, man, because I'm like a 16th level magic. You get 50, go- be- you get 50 gold pieces for burning that symbol spell. I'm just letting you know. James, I don't do it for the money. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a assassin. It's, 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 it's the love. I love my job. You know what they say, right? Find a job you love right. and you, you never, never work a day, day in your life. life. Yeah. Okay. I can also do Discord. This sounds less cool. Death After death, things yeah. don't seem as cool. Discord. All creatures are affected and immediately fall to loudly bickering and arguing. Wait, is this like the Discord channel? Yep, basically. Okay. No, I'm done. I'm kidding because actually Discord, the nice thing about it, right, is that it's you're among friends, right? It's like Twitter, like, That's you right. know. It's regular Discord, not, not a good Discord, not uh, Discord in the right. negative sense, yes. Right. Furthermore, there's this is funny, though. There is a 50% probability that creatures of different alignment will attack each other. Okay, this is hilarious. The bickering lasts for 5 to 20 rounds. The fighting for two... All creatures are okay. All creatures are affected. How big is my symbol, though? Like, oh, so wait a second. So I can do it to like the door to the market, right? The the, the port, the gate, like, right? Everyone walk yeah. through and it would hit it. But again, the, it's it's a one shot deal. It doesn't it's not permanent, right? As soon as it goes off, that's it. Oh, oh. So wait. So how do I get all these? So how do I do this? So I get a bunch of people. You know what I mean? Right? I mean, how do I get a bunch of people to do this? I want everyone to be bickering. But how do I do that? Well, let's keep reading. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fear. This symbol operates as an extra strong fear spell, causing all creatures to save versus 
spell at minus four on the die, on the die, or panic and flee. Okay, that's kind of boring. It's just a fear spell. Hopelessness. This sounds better. All creatures are affected and must turn back in dejection unless they save versus magic. Affected creatures will submit to the demands of any opponent. Surrender, get out. The hopeless lasts for three to twelve turns, and during this period, it's twenty-five. It's twenty-five percent probable. That affected creatures will take no action during any round, and 20% likely that those taking action will turn back or retire from battle as applicable. So it's a bad, it's a sad confusion spell. Yeah, okay. Insanity, one or more creatures whose total hit points do not exceed 120 will become insane, remain so, acting as if a confusion spell has been placed upon them until a heal, restoration, or wish spell is used to remove the madness. Pain, all creatures are affected having racking pains shooting through their bodies, which causes them to have minus two on dexterity and minus four on attack for two to 20 turns. Sleep, all creatures under eight plus one hit dice will immediately fall into a catatonic, a catatonic slumber and cannot be awakened for five to 16 turns. Stunning, one or more creatures whose total hit points do not exceed 160 will be stunned and reeling for three to 12 rounds, dropping anything it or they hold in manipulative members. It says the type of symbol cannot be recognized without it being read and thus activating its effects. The material components of the spell are powdered black opal and diamond dust worth not less than – wow, yeah, there it is, 5,000 gold yeah. pieces. So the question now I have is, okay, I create this. Yep. I assume it lasts, what, forever until it's, until it's triggered? That's right. So now the question – we're back to the question I had is how do I affect multiple people with this? Well, it's a symbol that could pass over, and so you— No, no, it's creatures pass over. Right. Magical runes, which affect creatures, which pass over, right? Touch, read, pass through a portal, or pass through a portal. You inscribe it on the surface, and then likewise is able to place a symbol. Here's her choice. So your question is, if you want to do it in the market, and they're walking through the street, you could put it on the street that's there. Why isn't it triggered the first time someone steps over? It would be. Uh, so you'd have to do some kind of gate, put some gate there, let people stack up, and then, all right, the market's open. And then they, Everyone at once? That's right. Can I do a permanency spell on it? I don't know. It's, the, it's, it's on the same page. Oh, because that would be cool, right? Right. This spell affects the very certain spells. It's not on. Right. It's not listed on here, but that would be super Ooh, cool. That would be super cool, wouldn't it? Everyone who passes through just dies. <laughs> Do you get a save? Special. It, well, it depends on what it is. It's, it tells you which ones you have save. Yeah, death, and there's no save. Right. So if you're if so the the reason it's a one shot deal is because one or more creatures whose total hit points do do not exceed eighty are slain. So you could read that two different ways, right? Is it 80 total hit points and it kills everyone? Or as if your hit points are less than 80, you die? Yeah. Well, see, and that's the thing. Is, is the discord, the death, and I read it up to, it's, it says creatures. I read it that I get to kill off up to 80 hit points. Right. So you better hope you're in the back of the line and the people in front of you have a lot of hit points. Yep. And I still don't, Or you could you know, read it. I mean, yeah, my thing is one or more creatures whose total hit points— so you're, you're reading it as total is, is exceeding 80, which I agree, which makes it reasonable. Because if it was the other way, anything under 80, that would kill most everything. That would be horrible. So I agree with you. Well, and let's take a look, of course, in the Yeah, the, the cold shower book. I looked, and the, the, exactly. the, book looks, the book appears to be silent on this. Oh, does it? You've already looked. Okay. But I'll, I'll let you check just in case. Because sometimes— It's eighth level, right? Yep. Yeah, no, no. It's silent. No. Nope. It's too bad. Yeah, it says any other such spells 
I mean, you, yeah, no, no. Um, so yeah, so I, I saw. I got to tell you, I remain a little bit confused about this because it doesn't seem to make sense that everyone have to walk across at the same time. That's just kind of weird, right? I mean, no, but you're never going to walk across at exactly the same time. Right. Typically, it's put on a chest or a door. You're all standing by the door. Someone tries to oh. open the door. They see the symbol, and anyone surrounding it gets affected. Oh. Yeah, that makes a little okay. Oh, yeah, but see, that's interesting because they don't, they don't give a range. Oh, range is, oh no, the range of course is the, the area effect is just special. Right. But so if it's on a chest, you read it. Let's say somebody reads it. We don't know that anyone is dying other than the reader, correct? Because that person has not. It, it says it affects creatures, which so the creature has to pass over, touch, read. Or pass through the portal on which the symbol is described. If that doesn't happen, right, it, you're not affected then. According to that first sentence, Correct. you are not affected unless you do one of those things. Right. So you could put it where it's behind the door, and when you open the door, the symbol's right there. And so everyone who sees it reads it. <laughs> it's like a big neon sign. Like, beep, ah, and that's it. <laughs> they all look at that. They all read it at the same time. Right. All in unison. Exactly. You could do it that way. And, Anyone on the chat? David Dar Chamberlain down he, south? He, David Dar- shocking, shockingly, it's almost 2 in the morning. He decided he'd go to bed. Oh, but what he did say is you could have to make your own set of symbols based on the Greyhawk Griffs, which I think would be super cool. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could cast a bunch of these things. You could. All right. But they're not permanent. They're one-shot deals. And it sounds to me like – so this it sounds to me, the way I'm reading this, is this is going to work against one person, one creature. Or a party, depending on how you do it. You go, okay, well, it's going to be so, – there's going to be discussion. Well, the ch- so another way to do it is you put it inside the chest. You lock the chest, you open the chest, and it's right there that you read it. And they all read it at the, like, the right, same cause, time. Because think about the, the typical greedy party, right? They're standing far away when the chest is not open because they're worried about it blowing up. But as soon as the chest is open, nothing bad. They're like, oh, the chest is open. Everyone runs towards because they, they don't trust the thief. They think they're going to pocket everything. So this is horrible. So you could do it. So like you could do it like the back door. So I'm the magic user. Yep. I can put it on my back door. Yes. And it's like it's it's, it's like catching flies. Thieves that, are just. All you hear right. is. <laughs> you hear it. Oh, God. That's right. Or like an, leave an open window. But, re- yeah, but remember, it it's 5,000 gold pieces each time you do it. I know. But, it, but sir, mm-hmm. you only have to do it once. Right. <laughs> Word will spread through the guild. You would hope so. Right? You'd hope so. I mean, I guess, can you, like, can you like throw, like, a uh, like a burrowing mammal through the, the window? In, th- See what happens? in theory, yeah. if, it, if, well, it's, if it's read, that's what I like about read. Because if, you know, what things can read versus step over, everything can step over. You'd be really mad if a rat ran over your symbol. And you're like, oh, down the drain. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. You really don't want that to happen because that would be horrible. So, okay. um, But it's, you know, it's that typical asymmetric. It's back to your wizard in the market. He doesn't care. He's just like, whatever. You know, he's put random symbols. He actually has, he's put symbols on a book of pages and he goes, Randomly, whoop, and he just shows people. 
Yeah. He like goes to the library. No, he just goes to the library. Oh, that's right. He describes it in the library. In like a page of a book. Yeah, and then he puts the book back. He just moves on. He's like the serial killer. He doesn't. He, he, just, he just. He doesn't know. He doesn't care. He just moves on. Well, he does. He does have some prejudice because unless he's picking the book randomly. Uh, excuse yeah. me, librarian. I would like one book from random. Which book? I don't care. You know, he's going to go in what the children's section or the humor yeah. section. Or... Yeah, like Good Night Moon. <laughs> he's going to Good Night Moon or or like like gnomes are people too. <laughs> yeah, right. I gotcha. I gotcha. And, All right. and and instead of tearing out a page like a recipe book, you know, people rip tip tear out the pages or, you know, like, why would someone do that? He's actually putting a symbol of hopelessness or whatever. Right. So maybe not death, but just right. Well, death is, too, ex- death is too easy. <laughs> the excruciating pain. What was that? <laughs> there was the excruciating pain, right? Right. Oh, uh, yeah. The pain. Yeah. Okay. All right. So there you go. So it's 5,000 is a little brisk, but hey, you know, it's, it's, that part's pretty good. All right. You're so- bored. You're bored and rich. Sixteenth level, you're. I you have a lot of free time. I think is the issue. A lot of money. All right. So what I think we're going to do is uh, uh, how to play a magic user, evil magic user, going into hobgoblin lair. Correct, Dan? Yep, you got it. Have you ever played a wizard in the heart of a hobgoblin lair? This, of course, is from First Encounter magazine. Back in the early 80s, our friend Kelly Villamere. And if I recall correctly, we handled a gelatinous cube. Does that sound yes, familiar? Yes, that, that is very familiar. Okay, and you're dead, but we're going to let you play anyway. I appreciate that. So here we go. Are you ready, sir? Uh, I am. I'm just writing down uh, the time to 11. I have played a hobgo. I am ready. Go ahead, please. And, and, of course, we are Elron Baroon, the chaotic evil magic user. And um, I'd also like to mention that uh, today's episode or installment of Have You Ever Played a Wizard in the Heart of a Hobgoblin Lair is brought to you by Sam's Toys and Hobbies Limited. Nice. It's at, it's at 7127 120th Street, Scottsdale Mall, uh, Delta, British Columbia. Uh, five nine four five two two two. We have a good variety of D and D models, modules, figures, handbooks, dice, etc. So please uh, stop by Sam's Toys and Hobbies at the Scottsdale Mall in British Columbia. Okay, so you eventually squeeze by the now dead gelatinous cube and proceed on your way. <laughs> He's going kind of, it's kind of uh, you know, kind of street language there. He's, he's proceeding on you. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. What's going on here? We added Vic. How are you, Vic? Good morning. You look... Uh, Hold on here. I got to... look sniff, sniffly. He's hung over. Yeah, he does. Hung over. Jesus, guys. Been working 60 hours a week getting those packages your wives have been ordering to the, <laughs> to the post office. All right. Well, the same luck. We're going to bring we're gonna bring Vic in. So, Vic, we're going to finish our Have You Ever Played a Hobgoblin, and then we'll... Uh, We'll, we'll jibber-jabber with you. Have you ever played a hobgoblin? No, have you ever played a magic user trying to get into a hobgoblin lair? That's what we're doing, correct? Oh, right. Isn't that just invisibility and walk in? <laughs> no, basically. <laughs> Listen, we, we, we've, got, we've got only so many choices here. So uh, here's where we're at. 
You've squeezed by the now-dead gelatinous cube and proceed on UA. The corridor continues winding around for a few hundred feet and then ends abruptly in a room about 40 feet by 50 feet in dimension. In the room, you see many bones of dead people or creatures. Uh, apparently, apparently, it was your, uh, your stepfather. I mean, your, uh, your father-in-law, James. Yeah. He's been here. Uh, you see, in the room, you see many bones of dead people, creatures, and on the far wall, a doorway with some statue or something beside it. As you get closer, you see that the statue is actually a huge tree-like form with long tentacles. It's a, what is it? Roper. You got it. It's a roper, and he seems to be too close for comfort. You quickly approach the doorway and try to open the door while keeping a close eye on this creature, which starts to move in for the attack. You get the door slightly opened, but it seems jammed, and you realize that you had better cast a spell quickly or do something. So you decide to... Doc. All right, well, hold on. I don't know if that's going to be one of your choices, sir. It's, cho- it's choose your own adventure, not choose whatever you want to do. That's unfortunate. Yeah, it's not an actual adventure. Yes. Uh, one, cast burning hands on it, then jump through the doorway. Two, quickly jump through the doorway, then cast hold portal on it. Cast sleep spell on creature, then jump through the doorway. Cast magic missiles at this creature, then run through this narrow doorway. Cast lightning bolt on it, then attack with dagger. Use wand of paralyzation on it. If it fails, attack with dagger. Cast ice storm on it, and then run through the doorway. Cast slow spell on it, then run through the doorway. Cast fireball, then run through the doorway. And number 10 is attack immediately with dagger. And and you are an 8th level uh, chaotic evil magic user, correct? That is... Correct, sir. You're an eighth level magic user. All right, Vic. So, of those choices, what would you, what would you do, sir? You know, I would say use a fireball, but I think the room dimensions are going to get us in, in trouble here. So, I'm going to go with the lightning bolt and the uh, dagger. Oh, I like it. I like the aggressiveness. That's five, I think it is. So he that is number five. So he's picking five. So let me understand this. So there was a door on this other side. You approach the doorway, try to open it. I'm watching the creature. I get it slightly open, but it seems jammed. And I, so I guess I can. We can jump through the door. So it's coming at us. We can jump through the doorway. But we got to do something fast. Okay, um, James. Any thoughts? Well, I'm trying to think. What would Dan do? What would be the least, more, most likely to kill us off? Right. Um, uh, fireball. A fireball <laughs> would be a good one. Uh, See, I'm wondering if Cold Portal actually shuts doors, or does it just keep doors from being opened that are already shut? You know, will it will it move? And I don't know the answer to that, so I'm a little concerned about number two. Uh, two would be the one I would think you would go with. Um, the other one is uh, par- paralysis. You like paralyzing things, but I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the weird choice. I'm going to go with slow. I'm going to slow him and then go around him. That's I was going to go eight. I like that. Why is that weird? Because I that's why it's eight. weird. That's why I thought you would pick that one. So it's moving at us. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'm going with eight as well. All right. So that means we, we screwed up. All right. So if you're out there on the internet and you want to play the game, one is burning hands, two is hold portal, three is sleep, four is magic missile, five is lightning bolt, six is paralysis, seven is ice storm, which will also be very fun. Eight is slow. Nine is fireball. Ten is just straight up attack. So if you want to do that, we'll give them 10 seconds, and then we'll uh, start revealing the answers to folks. 
It doesn't matter what I say because I'm dead already. So uh, I'm, I'm a right. dead man. Oh, I think Kelly's getting lazy here. There's a lot of same ass. This will be quick. Okay, good. I like I like same ass. Uh, let's see. Uh, all right. All right. I think we're ready to go. Go ahead. Got the answer. Okay, so number one was burning. Is, is anyone out there? Do we have anyone? There, there are people to... there, but they're, you know, maybe we're in the background or something. There are people watching. They're just not, okay. our usual suspects are not uh, ch chiming in. Okay, so one was burning hands. It works and save you from its attack. Oh, okay. That's the, that so would, that would have been the easy one to do. Okay, who did, someone did hold portal, didn't they? Uh, we thought about it, but we didn't do it. Okay. Same as H1. It works and saves you from its attack. Ah, there you go. <laughs> H3, sleep spell. It Don't fails. Work. It fails and it quickly grasps you and eats you. <laughs> it just says it eats you. Awesome. <laughs> Is that what ropers do? Do they Yeah, eat they have you? a giant gaping maw. That was the first time I heard maw in a, it was in, oh. they were in eight. Well, I think there was a store roper in A3 and it was like, it had a giant gaping maw, which I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. This A series has a lot of has a lot of interesting creatures. Apparently, yep, yep. Okay, everything from this point out is either H one or H three. Yeah. Either it works. You want to be H one, right. not H three. Right. Okay. So we are now on to four magic missiles. That is an H one. That's good. Yeah, that's good. That would have worked. Okay, number five, lightning bolt on it. That is an H three. Oh. Cast lightning bolt on it, then attack with dagger. Why does that fail? Yeah. That's H5. It's the same as H3. Why, why no, is the no lightning explanation. bolt? We need to get Kelly on to find out. Because I, I think that should work. I would think unless so. They're immune to, unless missiles. they're immune to lightning, which I don't think they are. But if yeah, magic missiles is working, why is the lightning bolt not working? Yeah, maybe everyone's grabbing that box. All right, I'll grab the monster manual. I'll take a, take a look yeah. at the rover. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Oh, they're, they're, they're unaffected by lightning. That's why. Wow. Page, page 83. So, sorry, Vic. We're you're a dead man. Oh, well. Hey, I'm still attacking with the, the dagger. I have, I have a chance in hell. That's right. <laughs> they're unaffected by lightning and cold death. I, I, I liked five because I agreed with Vic's thing. Fireball in that small room might have been painful. So, go ahead. Well, you are attacking with the dagger, Vic, but apparently... As you attack with the dagger, you're then eating. You're eating with the, in the, the giant gaping maw. You're in the maw, exactly. All right, number six, the wand of paralyzation, number six, uh, you know, it fails and quickly grasps you. So are they also mean paralyzation? I, 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 get the book yeah, out again. I didn't read all that, but I'm, I'm, I sure, it, it away. I'm sure it is, because or else why would it not work? Right, and I'll keep going while you look that up. Uh, ice storm would work. Slow spell works. Yay. Fireball works. Yes, it does because they're, they're, like out of the way. they're highly susceptible to fire. Oh, but not electricity. Yeah, I guess the problem is if you get if you get a hit, they cause weakness, and then they draw their prey in with their toothy maw, where they're quickly devoured. Okay, so the fireball works. But it doesn't so say I anything about okay. paralyzation. So maybe they made their save. I'm not sure. So that kind of sucks. Oh, Say anything about okay, and H10 immediately with dagger. Yeah, no, you're eating. What about uh, I, uh, did Ice Storm work or not? 
I believe Ice Storm did. Ice Storm did work. Because cold only does half damage. So the lesson here is you want to do fire-based attacks against a roper, but don't do lightning bolt, right, correct? Right, And you should run. You really should just run. I mean, does the, does the roper – you don't need to pick it out again. I wonder if the roper has treasure. I mean, if it has a treasure. Uh, I'm, yes, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, typically. Yeah. In, in, oh, when it's small? In, the, in their guts, yeah, they have like stuff right. in them. You gotta, They're like a gelatinous you cube. You cut them open. So uh, well, Adrian picked, okay. Adrian picked five. Five was lightning bolts. So you and Adrian are dead, unfortunately. But you joined me. I died five times ago. So it's 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 not a bad it's not a bad place to be. So Vic, uh, what's uh, what's going on, sir? How are things in your world? Uh, besides being overly tired, I'm okay. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm sure it's your busy time now. It's crazy, crazy. I bet. Yeah. Yep. Uh, how's well, I got my go ahead. Uh, the the. Let's see here. She's not the scourge. She's the uh, strangler. <laughs> strangler. strangler. <laughs> the strangler is alive and well. So I saw your holiday That's picture. Good. That's very nice. I like the uh, minimalist uh, decorations. I like that. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, we got. T- I got taken over by a druid. She she just looked at me this year and said, "No tree." And I said, "Good for me." <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, and, and you're running your game. I know. I've seen a lot of thing on Discord. How's that going? Um, just fine. I just need some more uh, players, some steady players. That's what I'm looking for. So, so and this is we'll see what this happens is on tonight. Saturday. Saturday, this tonight, yep, right? Tonight at six o'clock, and uh, I'll post a link up for anybody who wants to join. And we're in Greyhawk right now in the I think it's the Snow Barbarians or Ice Barbarians, one of the two, uh, the capital. Oh, okay. We're setting off on the adventure to uh, the island of Steroy, which will be included in the um, book of modules I'm creating. I'm waiting on artwork and some pitting from the uh, publishers to uh, to um, figure out a final price, and they can put it up on Kickstarter. So awesome! Waiting on all that, all that nonsense. But with my sixty to eighty hour weeks right now, it's like uh, getting in front of the computer is yeah. The last thing you slim and. Done. The last thing you want to do is is so. that, but yeah, we you know today, um, you know, we gave away to uh, to Thomas Powell. We gave away Keep It Brethren Falls, so which is super cool. He's I'm sure he's going to be super excited about it. Uh, okay. uh, so uh-huh. that was a, that was a big win, and um, but yeah, you know, I've, what I've found. So you, obviously, you're not meeting with your Facebook group right now because you the group that you had on Facebook, uh, those players, right. those players. Don't want to play on a Saturday because I would assume like the core of them would have wanted. Oh yeah, they always played on Saturdays before, but COVID has you know everybody so dispersed and everything else. It's sort of like all right, you know we we like playing together. Sure. You know, you know, in the in the you know it's just. I don't know. We just like playing together right. better than playing online. It's so. so hard to, especially if you had a group, like you said, that was so consistent to do that. I've just found like with the online groups, it takes a few sessions to consistently, because people will try it and they'll be like, mm, this is not working for me. Or, you know, the time's not good. It takes, you know, when we've ran our pickup game, it took about, mm-hmm. right. It took a couple of months for you to get some really consistent players, Dan, uh, for a while, it was you had people like I. I took over for someone else their character, right? I took over the paladin that someone else made, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know, people came and drifted away, and yeah, it was like a turnstile. It took it took a oh. while till we got down to like a core four or five players, and then you know you'd ever you'd have people that would be here for 
you know, a couple of weeks, Dan would kill their character off and... Uh, well, you know, they weren't gnomes, so that's typical of Dan, you know. If it's not a gnome, he's going to kill it off. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so at the end, it was just a party of five gnomes. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. So it's like gnome skull. <laughs> exactly. It's all gnomes. It's all, all, all gnomes all the all time. Gnomes all the time. So, um, <laughs> so, so, Vic, we what we have left. Obviously, you know, you want. We'd love to have you on. I don't know if you wanted to do the hex crawl. We still are reviewing Dragon Forty Four. I'll do whatever you guys want to do. Well, let's go over Dragon Forty Four with us because uh, okay. that we. This is the last month of of that. I will share that if you don't have that. I have it pulled up here. Perfect. I've got it downloaded and everything else. All right, so. so let me let me get that going and let me get that going and make it a little fade over. So this is the last month. We are looking at December nineteen eight. Can you believe we've been through the whole year, Dan? Of December. I know. It's it's just crazy. So you, do you see it, Dan, or you need uh, access to it? I do not see it. I can, of course. Pull it up, but that would risk. Oh wait, something seems to be coming. There Yay! There it is. Yeah, awesome. All right. So, unfortunately, yeah. you know, I'm like, oh, it'll be a holiday theme. No, they're selling their, not selling, but they're promoting their game Food Fight, which is yeah, eh, meh. I'm not. Yeah, no. Do you think it's? Do you think that was sort of taken from uh, uh, Animal House? Yeah, sort of thing. It definitely looks like an Animal House picture. So for those sitting there, there's. Uh, Couple of people reading the Dragon magazine. It looks like some kind of high school or whatever. Um, people drinking some cokes. Looks like a chessboard or something. No pieces and just mayhem. There's food flying around. So yeah, it's not so great. No, I, I wasn't inspired by it. I would have preferred. I wanted a giant turkey attacking. You know, the pilgrim village. <laughs> that would have been good. <laughs> Now, I had never heard of this Iron Crown. I mean, I've heard of Iron Crown Enterprises, but I had not heard of this world. Enter the world of the Iron Wind can be used for any system. Had, had either of you heard of the world of the Iron Wind? Not until just now. Nope. Right? Yeah, that's I, interesting. I've seen but Arms Law, but I've not seen that. Yeah. So now I'm intrigued. Well, so, okay, did yeah. you send your check to P.O. Box? Sixty-nine ten Charlottesville, Virginia. No CODs. I'm sorry. Well, I think what I'm going to do is I think I'm going to check and see. What I'm going to check. What is it? Sam's. I'm going to stop by the mall. <laughs> okay. I'm going, to, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop by the Scottsdale Mall in Delta, British Columbia, at Sam's Toys and Hobbies, and ask for it. Yeah. Ask for ask for it by name. Right. All right. Tell them talk sent you. <laughs> wow! I actually found it. On you found eBay. it. Did you? Yeah. How much? How much is it? One hundred eleven dollars and seventy five cents. Wow. Ouch! I'm not ready to dish that out if I don't know. Yeah. It's quality. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of coin. So, um, yep. Jake Chiquette, of course, replaced Tim Cask. You know, kind of like. So we're looking for a new Jake Chiquette. We're looking for our, you know, right. based on what happened this morning. Um, accepting applications. We are accepting applications. <laughs> what, uh, I didn't hear what happened this morning. What happened this morning? We really probably shouldn't go back into it. It's we really should just move on. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, we let Rob kind of take complete artistic license on the second edition of Flipping and Turning, and he, uh -huh. and um, 
you know, basically what's happened is he's he's made it into some horrible nomophilia kind of thing. It's it's there's some very wow. graphic pictures. Um, <laughs> so we, we we went over it this morning and and we've we've buried he said he has disposed of all these illicit copies. It's just so controversial we didn't want to move forward with it. So so I should look at my mailbox tomorrow and see if I have one. Well, you know, it's it's <laughs> it's so controversial. We we have decreed that all of them will be collected and burned and or buried in the landfill. Uh, and so uh, we don't know if he, he's he's shown us pictures of him burying them. We we put those videos up, but you know, we did we we did like people like you. We give copies to. Hopefully, he didn't send them out. He says he didn't, but we're not sure. Uh, it's it's very graphic. It was disturbing, to say the least. Uh, I'll just have to send him this a usual bribe, and I'll get one in there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Our editor in chief is taking money. It's, it's it's he's bribable. It's, totally bribable. Uh, have you seen his? I saw it was his uh, Facebook with a new car, and you know he's got new jewelry. Yeah. It's pretty disturbing. <laughs> so his wife is living large. So. Uh, He's, then there's cover to cover, and it says this is you know a huge 112 pages, and uh, you know then there's largest single feature ever used in a magazine, Food Fight, a complete game designed and developed by Bryce Noor and Kim Mohan of Dragon Staff. Well, good for them. 24 pages of that. So yeah, and I and I can just tell you, James. There's not going to be many things I'm going to want to discuss. I'm just I'm keeping it real here. Right. You know, I really liked I think the last issue. The last issue was awesome, right? And I don't know if this is you know there's a letter in here where the person says he reads Dragon Magazine now he subscribes even though he doesn't uh, play D and D because he appreciates the other games. So there's a lot of other games being discussed in here. There's Top Secret, other games that were very popular. So but you it, guys. Do you guys think that Tim Cast might have left the last magazine, uh, the last month's issue, of sitting on the drawing table when he left, and th- this guy picked up the, from there? Uh, Jake's been there for a few months now. At this point, I think. Yeah, I think Jake. Yeah, I think. I think Tim Cast was like March or April. Yeah, eighty. He's been there I for a few so. months. I appreciate you trying to, put, you know, <laughs> defend. Uh, Mr. Jaquette here. I liked, there was, and I don't know where it is, it may have been out on the, on the out of the limb, the guy whose DM wouldn't let them buy Dragon, the players buy Dragon That's Magazine, because right. they, they, they were forbidden, uh, because they might read stuff. I thought that was entertaining. Yeah, we're in out of the limb, and so first they continue with this beard contra- controversy. Yeah. Why is this, it's, to the point, it's almost an inside joke, which we totally get. Uh, but does, are people really concerned to the point where someone claims that they're a dwarf writing the letter saying there are, you know, there are dwarves, female dwarves who have beards and not beards. And it is what it is. So I do. I do like the one where the guy says that he is a dwarf. Right. But then he says, and so you can believe me. But if you get other letters from people claiming to be dwarves, don't trust them. Right. Exactly. I'm the real dwarf. So yeah, all right. So does anyone ever play a female dwarf? It seems like that's unusual. I think now. I think nowadays it's a little more popular. But in the past, most people played male dwarves. Yeah. Uh, and then so again, people. Continue- where, where, where was didn't it say somewhere in the monster manual or somewhere way back in a 
magazine that female dwarves were secretive or they mainly stayed home. They weren't, they weren't, they weren't, uh, players or something I, like that. I asked a good question. Not to my, I don't, I'm recalling been. something way back when, where it was written that, that, uh, well, it's probably in the Roger Moore book. Honored and protected and kept, uh, you right. know, Roger, I, I'm sure it's something in the Roger Moore, uh, best of dragon. Volume three, but there's another article that's another letter that says they don't exist. That's why there's no beards. You don't have to worry about it. <laughs> so again, it's okay. So then there's again worth every bit, blah, 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 blah. Then fantasy modeling. So there's a magazine, premier issue. That's interesting. So of course the the at female. Least, at least her breasts are somewhat covered, so that's good. Nothing says, right, right. Uh, you know, when you're ha- hanging out with giant creatures, you, you want to be dressed like that. So if you if you want to complain about this, right. you can call, go to Fantasy Modeling Department DP, 475 Park Avenue South, New York, New York. Wow, that's a fancy place. Uh, next is The Lure of the Golden Godling. This looks, like art, this looks like a story. I didn't read it. Did you read it? I did not. No, I did not. Boot Hill, I like Boot Hill. I, I like this uh, picture, but we don't read it for Boot Hill. And the same thing with Top Secret. What they do, Alan Hammock, a good friend of ours, friend of the show, uh, they statted a lot of the famous um, agents, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I thought I, I did look at the stats for Maxwell Smart. <laughs> right. I thought that was funny. His stats, his stats yeah, are his stats are horrible, but his coordination's <laughs> off the chart. So, as an I was as disappointed, Agent ninety nine. Agent ninety nine statted. She's not. not sta- yeah, she's right underneath him. Oh, oh, Do I you still that, see what course. I'm showing or not? No, I am stuck on this yeah, model. I don't, I don't know. She keeps, the, it like works yeah. for a while, and then doesn't work. Mm. Let's try it again. How about now? You see it again? You see, I see darkness. <laughs> Wait, there it is. There it is. Yeah. Okay, James, let me oh, see. Scroll up right there. So, Agent ninety nine. Oh, okay, good. Oh, there it is. Thank you. Yes, that's okay. I don't know why I missed that. All right, moving on. Yeah. So, this, yeah, right they have some of the famous uh, people. King of the Mountain is the next one. Uh, did you read this one? I did not. If it's, yeah, you know, it looks, it's it fiction, right? No, I'm not. No, no. I only read articles that are dealing with probably 1E rules. Now, this to me would be great. Um, getting, nothing says holiday cheer like Holocaust. Right. You, know, you must unite right. these survivors to fight whatever caused this Holocaust. So uh, it's, it's a game apparently where you go and you have survive a Holocaust. And you have to, and and it's a monthly. It's a pay by month, which again, I, I guess maybe I didn't realize back then. I thought that was kind of a new thing where you paid a monthly. Besides monthly magazines, but this idea of pay to play on a monthly basis, I didn't really think about. But uh, if you want to play that, maybe it's still available at New World Research and Marketing Department D one in Detroit, Michigan, P.O. Box 05032. I assume you read this one, Humanoid Races in Review. 
I read some of them. I mean, you know, this is people coming up with their ideas of, of how the race is developed. And I mean, this right. is not canon. No, I was not particularly interested in this. I, I particularly like the uh, go down, uh, James, and you'll find Look, look what it says for gnomes on the next page. Yes. Yeah, no, I didn't like that. You mean they are a racial of, variation of subspecies of the dwarvish type? Absolutely. If no, 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 no. You can't keep reading right. here. The next if cross-speeds of dwarves and other races were found to exist, it's possible they would be sterile. I love it. There's no reason to suspect that such a cross would have any extraordinary attributes. That is absolutely <laughs> correct, sir. Why is he saying this under dwarves? I mean, under gnomes, though. It's about well, dwarves. Because they are, they are, sub, they are derivative, which, which... All right. Now, and then Sasquatch. there's Sasquatch. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> and they're... And and okay. read th- with our you know amateurist boyish immature selves. These rare members of genus Homo are extremely shy. That's that may be technically correct. It's just not a great sentence. I'm just saying. Yeah, it was a different time. time. In this day and age, it wouldn't it make would not it would pass, pass the, the editor. <laughs> it would not pass. But now, how about department. fantasy genetics two? Did you read this one? Which one's that? I doesn't scroll down. Yes, I read the Roger, the Roger Moore, Moore one. one. I've used the Roger Moore one, so this is the only reason. The only reason why this is going to get any any stars at all. This issue was yeah because of that. Well, see, this is what I like about what I like about this article is that it is building on something that we know, right? The monster manual says orcs Vercun- will breed Vercun- almost Vercun- anything. Vercun- so we know that's a. Uh... Uh, the word right. that David Thompson said, well, we had to learn, but for Kun, that's right. Yeah, so we know from the mom, I mean, that's canon, that's Gary Gygax. We yeah. know that there are a lot of half-work breeds out there. And what always interested me, uh, it was that they we, that there was not stats for them. So, yeah, half-orcs, as orcs will breed, I like this, with anything. Yes. Anything. There are many number of unsavory mongrels. With orcish blood, particularly, this was particularly orc goblins, orc hobgoblins, and of course orc humans. So they cannot crossbreed uh, with elves. So, uh, so what I like about this is that he is giving stats for things that we feel quite confident in canon exist. Correct. Right. Yeah. So I thought like an orc knoll and an orc bugbear was kind of really. Gnomes, gnolls got to have love too. Okay. Or bugbear. Well, here's here's what where where I find it funny. Somewhere in the monster manual, there is a troll that has crossbred inside one of the monster manuals with another creature. Um, I don't remember where it is, yeah. but here here this is the sentence is wrong here. Where yeah, it says, well, a troll and an isn't a troll and then there is a giant troll, which is a Hill giant and a troll, if I remember correctly. Right. So, obviously, at this time, he he had not uh, read the uh, new Monster Manual 2 or whatever, because I think that's where it's found. Well, a lot of them are in the Fiend Folio, I think, a lot of them. Let me see. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah, the Fiend Folio is the giant two headed troll on page 90. This ferocious Etten troll crossbreeds, these ferocious Etten troll crossbreeds are two headed. 
So that's for that one. And you said what the giant – oh, and a giant troll is also on the same page. Giant right. trolls are hideous hill giant troll crossbreeds. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's become canon. And then the Ogrillion, of course, is an orc, an orc and an ogre. Oh, that's right. So the orc ogre stats actually. Thank you for pointing that out. So Roger Moore's orc ogre stats would be overridden right. by the 1981. I wonder where the Ogr- page 70 yeah. on the fiend folio is the ogrillion. Yes, the orc ogre crossbreed. Yeah, I wonder how it's different. It is. He had two plus two. There are only two. So actually, a little bit. And they only had one attack. And they even. Oh, okay. So. That's interesting. They are different. Yep. And they got the chaotic. I, it was interesting. I would have thought they could be neutral evil because you got the neutral and you've got the lawful, right? Yep. Well, let's go to that. Um, you know what's also interesting, too, I was thinking about was that the Fiend Folio has a lot of monsters from the Fiend Factory, correct? From White That's Dwarf? That's my understanding, yep. But White Dwarf was not TSR. Yeah. Right? I mean, TSR, right? right? So that's just kind of interesting. So. They were non-TSR mod. Was there a deal to be able to use? Did, did, did White Dwarf sell those monsters to TSR to use? Because we know Imagine was TSR. Imagine Magazine was TSR's driving equivalent in the UK, if I recall. So in that right, I wonder if they sold. Well, it just says it's worth noting that contributions to the Fiend Folio Tome have come from many parts of the world: the UK, USA, Australia, Canada, and Europe. That's on page three of the introduction. Yeah, so well, maybe it doesn't say on the front here. I'm looking at the legal ease. Yeah, anything that's maybe they just gave them up free of charge. They said, "Here, take them." Yeah, use them, right? Well, look, they owe particular thanks to Albie Fiore, that's right. who was with White Dwarf, major contributor to the Fiend Folio project. I did not know that. I had not read that. I, I owe particular thanks to Albie Fiore in addition to being a major contributor to the Fiend Folio Project, has done an enormous amount of work during his preparation, acting as my second pair of eyes, bringing to my attention possible deficiencies and inconsistencies, suggesting improvements and coordinating all the printing. Albie's help has been invaluable. So that's very interesting. So there's, there's, a, lot of, uh, there's a lot of white dwarf TSR cooperation I, happening I, here, right? It sounds that way. But yes, because it clearly, I'm sure if we went through the white dwarves, we would find many of these if not direct copies, but pretty close. Yeah, because they, they come from the Fiend Factory, yeah, so many see. of them. Okay. So the Noel is a, so we've got some in the chat. Yep. And if, as Ragnar said, Games Workshop published White Dwarf, and they were the UK distributor of D&D originally. Yep. So they had some business relationship. That makes sense. Thank you, sir. Yeah, licensing agreement. Yeah. And uh, Fred said there's a rumor that a knoll was a cross between a troll and a gnome. Yes, I, I remember that. We talked about that, that a knoll was a crossbreed of a gnoll and a troll. So uh, That was in, was that, was that in OD&D or ba- one of the basics or something Yeah, I think like it, was one, it was one of the basics. That's just why I love yeah. basic. <laughs> this is why I'm going back, to, going back to either Holmes or Moldvay or whatever that popped up in because— Just because of that. Right, because they're monsters, and right. uh, uh, but yeah, I think it was basic. I'm, now I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up because I feel like I have to. So Noel, all right. So keeping going. Yes, gnolls are rumored to be the result of magical combination of a gnome and a troll by an evil magic user. And what else do you want to say? 
Solis is magical. So it wasn't like there was some yeah. amorous. Well, there could have been, but they may have needed like an in vitro clinic. You need the help assistance. Oh, we so. come to you. We need your help. <laughs> right. This love, this love can't be, can't produce what we'd like it to. So we, we want a baby. We want a baby. <laughs> and then, it, oh, great. And because of that, and that doctor who shouldn't, who like saw the love, decided to do it, be a nice guy. The That's road right. to hell is paying attention. We have Knowles. Yeah. If, if loving, if loving a troll is wrong, I don't want to be right. There you go. Okay. All right. So we got more genetics. Um, and this, I find this one interesting, gentlemen, because if you've ever played the um, Scarlet Brotherhood, mm-hmm. this this falls right into the Scarlet Brotherhood stuff here, where they they've they've putting two races together to create different hybrids and stuff like that. Most of it, it's written well in the Scarlet Brotherhood book. Okay, um, and and it's um, you know most of, of course most of these. Uh, Combinations fail miserably, but <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, Every now and then. it's yeah. that idea of uh, you know mad scientists and all these abominations are created. Yep, right, necromancers and you know everything else. So, so if you didn't have enough genetics, there's been four articles about genetics. Half and half isn't always full, so that's the latest one I'm on, Dan. Um, and again, now they're actually going over the specific dominant versus recessive genes. Do we really need all this? I, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't need No. I did not need all that. So, okay, moving on. Oh, the Midwest uh, Miss Midwest is Dungeons & Dragons country. Uh, let's see. Uh, looking for Minnesota. These places, we'll see if they're still here. They don't have any Minnesota. Apparently, Minnesota is not in the Midwest. No, we're too far. We're too far gone. Because <laughs> they got Illinois, they got Wisconsin, Indiana, Colorado. Well, that's weird, Colorado. If you're going to go that far out for those who are uh, not in the United States, that's almost west. I would consider so. Uh, and I don't even recognize any of these shops per, per se. I think I don't even think any of these are still open myself. Well, and especially now with the pandemic, if they, if they did survive 30, 40 years from now, they this pandemic may have been may have done them in if they had. The, I like the Viking Hobby Shop. Well worth a mm-hmm. trip to Mundeling, Illinois. Mundeling. Mundeling. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, you've been everywhere, so you would know. Uh, all right, now we're on Sage Advice. I don't remember seeing anything controversial here per se. Except that something that was changed later, which is the second one. May a character cast a spell by reading aloud from his spell book? So the answer is absolutely not. But, of course, in the book that shall not be named, they allow this to happen now. Yes. Well, I, in the book that shall we not be named, I've had characters. What they did is they ripped the, ripped the spell out of the book and used it as a scroll then. And it, was, and it disappeared. The, uh, that spell had disappeared then off the page, yeah. you know, just like a normal scroll. Yeah. So. In, in the book that shall not be named, it says whether you can rip it out or not, there is, yes, the spell definitely goes away. And there's a 1% chance that the page before it gets ruined or after, and then there's a 1% chance that the whole book basically explodes into flames because you did this horrible act. Uh, and, and one of the characters in Tom's game that I play on Wednesday, he's been using that. And, and the problem becomes, well, now you basically have this giant scroll book because then they go, oh, it's fine, we'll just create another book. You really have to, uh, I don't want to say 
punish it, but you're now allowing them to use their spell book as a scroll book. Yes, it does take a long time to recreate one, but if, if you are fighting evil magic users, you're going to find their spell book, and all of a sudden that spell book becomes your one. So that's basically what's happening now. But here, uh, Jim Ward and Will Niebling are saying, absolutely not. It doesn't create any power per se. It's basically just the recipe. So, and I think so. I, I think there are a couple interesting things here. I, this question: Is it okay for a monk, lawful neutral, to speak uh, to sneak up on an opponent and then backstab? Is this act chaotic? Is this evil? And look at this answer: The act of killing a victim without knowing if he or she is truly an enemy. In other words, killing a complete stranger without knowing if he or she presents a threat is a chaotic act. Okay, fine. I assume that we can assume we've all read the monster manual and you see an orc we you know is evil, right? The act, But this is what's interesting. The act of killing an opponent with the knowledge that there is some other way to overcome him or her is an evil act. It would be permissible for the lawful neutral monk or any other similar aligned being to attack a known enemy from the back when circumstances make it necessary to kill that foe. Okay, whoa, we got to talk about this. If I'm lawful, I, I have to think I can only kill if there's not another way to... What, yeah, it's like, it's almost like you use the force kill? matrix, like the police do. You got to use the least force necessary. Right. Is there a policy? Is there a policy manual? Do, is there a you know? Do you go to court? Right. What do you guys do? You guys agree with so so? Do you agree with that? I mean, so I know it's an eve. I so I've got to like throw a net over this white <laughs> and like do what with it? <laughs> Why am I? What am I doing? Right. I mean, it's like you guys. Didn't you have them all? Like you're like chained them all along because they were your guide or whatever, right? I mean, and so you had like, or it's like undead that you're chaotic and they're your buddies now and you got this undead army following you around in the dungeon. I mean, what do you well, guys think about I think that? part of it is, I'll let Vic speak after. What I also find interesting is I've never thought, I know that monks have thieving abilities, but it doesn't say that they can backstab. Backstab is the purview of thieves. Yeah. So, uh, though we had a character in our thing wanting to backstab, and, and the DM allowed it, and I wasn't going to sit there and argue with him, but it's you know it specifically says monks have these thieving skills. It doesn't say they have all the thieving skills. Right, um, but okay. Here's my question: is, is where does it become? Why is it? Do the monks have to fight in a certain style for the the lawful? Is there, is there like a code of chivalry for monks to kill somebody? Or well, and that's. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm just I'm just speculating here. Is there like is there like this? Oh, I've got to confront you like a bad uh, high ya movie or something? You know, like. <laughs> but that, if you look, like that's so. That's not. I mean, that's a very good point. But that does not seem to be what what Jim and Will are saying. Because the sentence is the act of killing an opponent with the knowledge that there is some other way to overcome him or her is an evil act. So it's not even a chaotic act; it's an evil act. So this is going to apply to all characters who are good, and it has nothing to do with monks. It's an align. It seems to me right. this statement about alignment. Hmm. Right. And that's and, and what's interesting is 
It's not even it. But you know what's it? You know it. But so you're lawful neutral, and they're saying you can't do it. So is it also a chaotic act? Well, because the question was a lawful neutral monk. Well, mm-hmm. well, they say they say that I know. So killing somebody that you don't know if they're evil is a chaotic act. Okay. Well, and it's then, a complete stranger without knowing he or she presents a threat is a chaotic act. So okay, in right. this case, the white is a threat. If you know white is a malevolent undead creature, that that's not a problem. And I think that's... Then, but then, right, and then, well, wait, but then this the would next... would be like subduing a guard or something right. like that, I would assume. Exactly. You know. Well, wait, are you sure? Because the next sentence seems to qualify the first sentence. It then says the act of killing an opponent with the knowledge that there is some other way to overcome him or her is an evil act. So it sounds like that, I, right? I mean, I, why do I, I don't get to kill the, so first question is, are you a threat? Are you an, are you an enemy? Right? That's what it says. An enemy. Is a white an enemy? We can say a white's an enemy. Right. We've all, Correct. right. Then the next question is, I don't know, don't you have to keep going? So the next question is, okay, fine. You're an enemy. How do I have to handle you? Well, if I am good, do I have to now not kill you if there's a way for me to you know, capture. And I understand what you're saying, Vic, that you're like a guard or something. I mean, the, the white, what am I doing? Sending the white to rehab? No, the white is, <laughs> is, is an unrepentant evil thing. There's no way you can fix an evil white. Right. They, they are, but the, the, now we're back to the orc situation, right? If you play orcs as unrepentant evil, they, they are, you know, brewed out of Saruman's pits that they, you know, they're not this, the new conscious orcs that can, you know, they just made, they came from a bad environment. They are they're, They can't be rehabilitated. They will, if they don't kill now, they'll kill later. So if they surrender, then that's the question of, do you allow them? That's, and and typically, right. What, what was Gary's well, I, I'm just, you know, I'm reading this gentleman as, as it's, they're attacking a guard. I mean, this is what I'm reading here. Is it, you're, he's sneaking up on a guard or something that's guarding a, a portal or whatever. And, and he's attacking, does he attack to kill or does he attack to subdue or, you know what I'm saying? I mean, and, and this is why he's saying it's an evil act. Um, if he, if they, if, if it's an unknown, you know, foe. The foe is unknown. It's a chaotic. That one's a chaotic, right? That's a chaotic act, act right? Right. right? right. All right. I mean, I guess, again, it's so we can have alignment discussions forever. I just I thought that was interesting because I don't necessarily agree with that. And I don't think that he's saying, and, and, I, and I, I think it's a good point about the backstab. I think Jim and Will probably should have pointed out, well, you know, you don't get to backstab. Because I think what Jim and Will are saying here is like they say anybody can attack from behind. They're just saying you get to attack from behind, right? right? You can backstab. You just don't get the backstab, right? You can say, if you're a fighter, you can be like, I'm going to go behind him and backstab, and I would say, fine. Yeah, but you don't get right? the bolt multiplier. You don't get the plus four to hit. You get a plus two to hit or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. And what about this next question, subdual? Yeah. I always thought subdual meant I'm like knocking you to your unconscious. This talks about subdual like you're like cowering and you're like scared. Like, I give up. I give up. Did you guys read that? Right. Yeah, I, I read it. That- and that's, the, you know, it's the idea of you're yielding, you know, at the... When you're fight, like the knights fight each other and the other one just basically yields, he kind of goes, "Okay, you got me." So if I satisfy, because there's subdual. I mean, we don't need to go through it, obviously, right? But there's subdual. That's part of. Isn't that part of the grappling stuff or no? Sub, well, there's subdual damage. Like well, first, it's noticed in dragons, right? You fight. You can do subdual damage to the dragon, and eventually, it'll just cower. It'll just surrender. It'll say, "Okay, that's it. 
I'm, I'm, I'm done. And you can do non-lethal damage by using, it talks about using the flat end of your sword or whatever, and same kind of thing. But the idea is there you're pummeling them down till they get knocked out. So that's what, that's why they're, and he's saying that's a little bit different. Yeah, because this is so 67. It's not that long. It says, Sub- striking to subdue. This is effective against some monsters, some monsters, and other creatures of humanoid size and type, as indicated in the monster manual or herein. Wait, what does that mean? So it has to, so it has to indicate in the monster manual that I can use subdual against Apparently. it? Well, the dragon has it specifically about it, subduing. Right. right. As indicated in the monster manual, under dragons or, oh, or herein, I guess. Mm-hmm. Such so I can use it on anybody. This is, it, but why does it say this is effective against some monsters, as indicated in the monster? Oh, or herein. So I guess the or herein is I can use. So or herein means whatever is following now. I can use this on whatever. I guess. Yes. Right. I, I think the well the intent is some creature you cannot subdue a zombie. I know it's mindless, or right. you can't subdue. Oh. But remember, you guys, that it's got the rule here. It's a semi-intelligence and higher right. you're able to subdue them. So, I mean, you're going to have to look at inside the book, their intelligence, flip over to the first couple pages, look and see where he's at. Then you're able to go from there on out to see if so subduing I, if, is actually even possible. Yeah, and, I, and some of these may be mindless. Like uh, if, if it says it will fight to the death, you can't subdue it. That would be my ruling on that. Right. So, but so this is an important question here then in Sage Advice because the subdual discussion is very brief. It always led me to believe because you go, you become unconscious, don't you? I always assumed I'm pummeling you to your unconscious, but this is clarifying that subdual is actually, if I use subdual attack, right. it is that you're going to cower right. at some point, right? Well, when do you cower? Sure. And that's. Um you're going to have to go to your, your morale roll, I guess. You're going to have to get down to that point that you're rolling a morale and to find out what, uh, you know, if, if the way I look at it is if, if you're, and you've got them cornered, you know, and they fail their morale check and they're going to try to escape and they have no way to escape. That's the, the last, the, you know, the last thing they're going to do is start some, you're going to start trying to surrender to you, you know, which is actually subduing. So, so you could yeah. use, I mean, the assumption also would be is you may be using the rules uh, for subduing a dragon on page 30. Right. And it's basically it's a ratio of all hit points based on, uh, and then you take the total hit points scored in the round versus their overall, you get a percentage roll, percentage every round, and if they fail, then they're subdued. What was that drag? What dragon number? Is it page best thirty? Death? No, it's on the monster manual. Page thirty for subduing a dragon. It gives you the oh, dragon subduing a dragon. I said subduing in dragon. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sure it's one of the things later. that needs to be cleared up. If they ever made a uh, advanced Dungeons and Dragons premium edition, this is one of those rules that needs to be re- redefined and, and uh, cleared up so that people can Dungeon Masters can uh, rule judiciously on it because. There's going to be a, some leeway here on this one. So, yeah. So, I yeah. mean, as, if, if I didn't have any rules, this is what I would use. If people say we're going to subdue the ogre, this is what I would use if I was going to do that. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, I thought it was if things like learning languages, if that was real time, like you have to wait like whatever, every years or something. 
But when you take a character out of action to learn a new language, does normal time apply to the character? It seems to be asking if, oh, it seems to be asking if like all activities are defined in terms of game time. I mean, is the, was the question like, do I have to wait years? Literally years, not oh. game years. No, game years. That's, that was, I thought that was a weird question. Yeah. Uh, question is the different languages i mean um italian to spanish and spanish or italian to romanian you can pick up certain words and stuff like that it, it'd be easier to pick up words you know languages because they they have that base um base language there that you're you're listening to you know what i mean so your Spanish and Italian is fairly similar, but not exactly, but you'd be able to pick up enough conversation or you be, could eventually uh, learn it quicker, quick, quickly enough compared to um, another language, let's say uh, Amazonian Indian or something. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> yeah. So. Gotcha. I got you. Okay. All right. Well, that's anyway, I, that's all I had on. I mean, I guess it's nice to know that bards get the a bonus bells for wisdom, right? So but they get everything because it takes so long to do it. They're a cleric. They, their bards have clerics. Cleric, they uh, have druid spells. Oh, druids. That's what. Okay, druids. Gotcha. Right. Yeah, they have druid spells, and so again, druids have been assigned to do it. All right, moving on to the next one. So miniatures and giants of the earth, which we said we don't, we never read these. Though they basically stat out famous so characters. I, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I did. I did like it had like this uh, giant mouse from Narnia. I thought he was kind of cool. Yeah, that's true. Yep, yep. Reap, reap a cheap. <laughs> How would you say it? Intelligent mouse who walks erect on his hind legs. Awesome. All right. I still. You know what? One I want to find the colonies is a fantasy play-by-mail game of the early American colonies. This is what we should have done for Thanksgiving. Find the famous yeah. cities of gold. Cross the sea. I don't know. Have dinner with the with the native tribes. Uh, pr- bring them uh, smallpox laden blankets. Where's so. yeah. <laughs> next year? That's right. Uh, all right. So back to monsters. How, well, here's again. Always tough to read articles or look at articles from Len Lakofka since he recently passed. Um, monsters. How strong is strong? So he kind of goes over the strength of like leaders and animals, you know, and eventually in later editions, they stat everyone with stats, which is good or bad. You know, one of the things there's been debate about when the system got better and better, you know, as the newer editions, they made everything into almost a character with attributes. It just made everything take longer to make a dragon in first editions, pretty easy to make a dragon in third or fourth edition, You've got to figure out all their feats, their skills, their ability, because they're basically just a very high-level fighter or a very you know combination of classes. And um, you know this is kind of moving down that because again, well, how strong is the lizard man? Well, now because there's no stats, you have to figure it out. Yeah, and it seemed to me a typical, a classic Len Lakarica, a Len Lakafka kind of article, which is you know we could do this better. <laughs> so. You know, that he points out that what, you know, you're actually stronger. If you have what, a girdle of whatever strengths, you're actually stronger than and doing more damage than the monster itself. Right. So probably, but I don't know that I want to redo all the rules on monster strength. Right, exactly. 
All right, so fourth was the opposite, but third. So Ragnar's, yeah, and, and I didn't play third or fourth. I know there was discussion that how that changed over time, and that third uh, did that. Since I didn't play either of them, I don't, I don't remember that. So, but this idea of you get in those situations where, like, you need to open a door. Well, again, monsters should open the doors automatically. Doesn't matter what they are. So that's what this. Articles about giving strength and bonuses, which I guess is okay. And then I go down below there, guys, if you go scroll even further down, it even suggests giving uh, bigger uh, new XPs for these for these monsters, too, oh, nice. because of their strength and stuff. But this is a trend that keeps, that continues. All right, so blah, 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 blah. All right, Thieves Guild, here's your suggested um, new XP, which... All right, that's really cool, somewhat cool. All right, so uh, History of Games and Gaming, again, we didn't read this, the... Convention schedule for for uh, CoastCon eighty one in Biloxi. We should probably show up there, Dan. Well, I like you know, it's like GenCon South, and I always remember seeing that in Dragon Magazine and be like, "Oh, that'd be amazing if I could go." It's like at a Ramada Inn. I mean, I'm not saying Ramada Inn's not a nice facility for it, but you know what I mean. I think I probably had a different image. I think I probably would have pulled up and been like, "This is GenCon South." I could be wrong. Right. It may have been amazing and Richie. Has, has went to Gen Con South, but you know what I mean? It was like, cause the Gen Con name was like amazing. And I wonder if Gen Con South was basically just like a hundred people, you know, in a remote end. I'm sure it was. Uh, I think I read something about Gen Con South being a little larger than that, but I don't remember exactly. It would be interesting. Yeah. Cause it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was like a, a smallish venue. Wonder, or we could go to the Valley Forge shopping center, King of Prussia, Pennsylvania, where they, uh, they're America's headquarters for fa- fantasy games. So I've actually been there, but I didn't see any uh, fantasy game shop when I was there back in the nineties. <laughs> so then there's food fight. I'm not. I didn't read this. I don't want a game about no. a board game about throwing food at each other. I just no, no. It no. had no. I had no, no. Uh, desire for it. But uh, there's some interesting art. Again, it just reminds me of Earl Otis's cover that we saw with his high school, high yeah. school you know, uh, not derivative, but um, subversive high school pictures that he had. So. Yeah. so if you want to read it, if you want to play this game, there you go. 24 pages of it. So I'm scrolling fast. Yes. And I'm scrolling and I'm scrolling and I'm scrolling, scrolling. Adam scrolling. Look at the principal's office. Okay. I'm scrolling. Adam scrolling. Welcome to the podcast where I scroll. <laughs> and we're scrolling and it's just, okay. I still love this where they promote suicide with the don't jump. That that would not fly today. Well, and with that guy, did they actually put it around him? Like that sounds like a dangerous prop there, doesn't right. it? That's an accident waiting to happen. Like here, tie this concrete block around your neck or this rope and get on this bridge and we'll take a picture of you. <laughs> okay. 
Hold on. Um, yeah, I, I, it, it does seem awful dangerous, even if it's a wood block. Yes, it just, yes. There's an OSHA violation there. <laughs> he, didn't write, he didn't read the contract. <laughs> All right, so a lot, yeah, too many a lot of, com a lot of com <laughs> comments on, on, on Willingham, obviously. He did a lot of the artwork here, and, you know, he's still active, and I know Leroy's been trying to urge him to come on. He hasn't, he hasn't responded yet, so that would be fun if we could have him on. Uh, then Dragon Tooth. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, uh, there you go. I, I just put back, yeah, he's on Twitter. Of course, there's a lot of people on Twitter are probably dead. They're just keeping their things going. So more stories. Don't care. I hate to be that way. Dragon Tales. Logan's Run. I love that movie. That would be... I went. Uh, I don't know how good a game it would be. The rules are a dollar. I should call Sanctuary Games see if we can get the rules for Logan's Run. That would be super cool. All right, scroll, 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 scroll. Here comes the Judges Guild. So Dan, you're the expert on Judges Guild, and look who wrote the article for that. Yep, our friend Bill Fawcett. So. Uh, yeah, and there's one in there that I might take a look at. So I was interested to look at his reviews. He's a nice, you know, Bill's a nice guy. So he's not, uh, he's, he's being kind on uh, these reviews. And he didn't review any of, uh, I think, the real famous ones. I mean, he did Duck Tower, which was uh, Janelle. And he liked it, not surprisingly. I mean, anything uh, Janelle did is going to be good. Uh, but there's, there's a couple in there that I might, take a look at but none of these you know these it's not a seagull manor it's older it's it's not dark tower it's not the caverns of thracia uh, but it was um you know it's kind of i got i have one of those actually there's one in there what is it the um it's the one with the druid and the ranger um, um i don't see the, picture, I can't remember the name of it it's a something it's a it's a two-party adventure a two you know just two-player oh, really? adventure you run yeah, a druid and a ranger start trapped, and you got to get your way out. So I always thought that might be something kind of fun to play with. It's a thinking a person's adventure. Oh, I thought it might sounds, be sounds beautiful. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, and later, I think they take a slam at Judges Guild around here somewhere. They do. Uh, yeah. Somebody says that. Why can't you put out two mag? That was the guy who wanted. He was complaining about his DM wouldn't let him redrag. Oh, magazine. that's right. That's He's coming up still. I think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Judges Guild puts out Judges Guild what magazine or whatever, and uh, put out the Dungeoneer. Why can't you do two? And they said, well, yeah, they took a little bit of. They didn't like being compared to Judges Guild. So now they talk about the Black Knight again. I don't do a whole lot of history, as, as terrible as it sounds. Um, three reviews of the. Too bad this this thing doesn't sound so great. But this the Dungeon of Death. I thought that was Vic's uh, standard dungeon. That's like his introductory dungeon to his campaign, the Dungeon of Death. No, 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 no. Mine's a hex crawl. Like hex crawl him around until he finds something that the uh... hex crawl of death. You're wrong, James. It's a hex crawl. Well, a hex crawl can't be a dungeon. You know, what I mean, it's just you're. You know, what's the difference? You're, one, you're wandering underground. The other one, you're wandering above ground. You right. know, it's the difference between a, a grid crawl and a hex crawl. Right. All right, so the, now we're up to the Dragon Beast, Jerry. And, uh, meh. meh. 
It was okay. I mean, they were what say they were winter based, I guess, because the holidays. Right. They were okay. You know, I hate to say Roger that Moore. it's Roger Moore, and usually everything Roger Moore touches is gold. I, I'm hard to impress with new monsters. I'm a kind of guy like you know the Monster Manual's got a lot of stuff in there that I can work with. Um, the could I think there was the Cloud Serpent the same as a Snow Snake. Wasn't there? Isn't there like a Snow Snake or something like that in one of these uh, Monster Manual two? Wasn't there That's, one? Like I think that? so. It sounds familiar, Vic. Um, some kind of sn- and if it wasn't, it was in the Fiend Folio. I mean, there's one of those has uh, some kind of ice snake thing. Oh, now we're gonna now we're gonna pop up. Well, that's what we do here. You know us. We flip and turn. We're we're turners and flippers. Flipping and turning. The only thing I found interesting about this it was a reference to the white worm, right? Which is a snow variety, the purple worm. I love stuff like that, right? Like the white pudding on the giant series. Uh, And I also liked there was a reference to Knowles fighting this big. winter worm and so there's knolls in cold weather regions is this true yes yes that's awesome i didn't know that is it because they wear fur or something you know that's yep. and it was um they're forced into the you know into those um into that region by I, you know, persecution that, oh so, persecuted yeah well i had not so I had not thought about it. Hang on, where's the Arctic or, region? Oh, yeah, maybe Deities and Demigods has one in the Newton section. There's some, I remember seeing, because it's like, you know, there's so many creatures, it's hard to keep up with them. Well, have you noticed in Monster Manual 2 that they, they put snakes again, but they they did it sort of differently, where they've got two, you know, in, in one, in the Monster Manual, they had snakes, and then Monster Manual 2, they had snakes again, but they don't have that, it. There the you go. Foliage. Thank you, Jonathan. The snow serpent. There you go. Oh. In page 87 of the Deities and Demigods. Oh, Very what, cool. uh, what uh, pantheon? Uh, the new, new, new one. New one. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. So it's that's Fafnir yeah, Fafnir Master, Master, right? yep. Okay. And yes, Knowles will be in subarctic, and they won't be in Arctic, of course, but they will be in subarctic. And twenty. Okay, ready for this? Here it is. If you encounter a Knoll at the subarctic, twenty percent of these encounters will include what other type of creature? Uh, uh carnivorous frost badger. No, I just uh, <laughs> wolves. Flins. Flins. Ah, the Flins. I don't even know what a Flint is. It's a Fiendfolio. Of course it is. I don't know what it is. Oh, they're big boys. Oh, okay. Oh, they're relatives of Knowles. Yes. They're the smart smart ones, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, intelligence. Well, average. That may be pretty good for for their power. Okay, all right. So, yeah, Knowles. So, those monsters didn't really interest me all that much, those three. I don't know. Well, snow campaigns can be tough to, to adjudicate, but it's, it's sort of fun, you know. And you, you start laying traps like uh, uh, crevices and stuff like that, and you're, you know, you have people walking, you know, just like traps in a dungeon. You just you walk them through the ice, and they're, you know, instead of tapping their way through or stuff with their ten foot pole, they, you know, <laughs> they're now down a crevice, and they've got to figure out how to get out, and they've suffered fall damage and stuff like that, you know. Okay, so. Yeah. Like you read? Do I hear the Empress Strangler? You read? Uh, yes, the Empress Strangler is upstairs moving about. You read the? T- okay. You read Fafnir Greymouser recently, correct? I've I've read a fair number oh, of them. Okay, yes. I thought it was recent. You were doing that, so 
was like a year ago. I don't remember. I don't remember encountering the uh, snow serpent. A game designer work, oh. uh, hobby games distributors. Nothing in Minnesota. There's. Oh, it's typical. <laughs> uh, let's see. So, yeah, I'm looking for the last. Uh, nothing but the ho, ho, ho truth. Okay. Did you read this one? I think this is where they no. talk about his, his. Yeah, this is the one they talk about Santa Claus's stats. That's right. But they didn't stat him, right? They didn't stat him. Yeah, they just said he's a magic user. Intelligence 18, probably has a high wisdom, strength and con are less clear. Well, they, they do stat him sort of in there. Sort I mean, they, like, they, give, they give his dexterity a 17 or 18. And I want like a that. deities and demigods, like, stat block. Uh-huh. Uh, make it easy for me. Don't make me read this whole thing and create it myself. And they didn't go with gnome. That's the other thing, if I remember correctly, from this. He's not an elf. I think he is a human. That that. Yeah, he, he's decided not to, not to go there with that. All right, well, here's Alan Lim. Okay. So um, so this, back to your shape up, the, uh, he's, the DM is, again, school kids um, talking about Will of the Wisps that they somehow survived. And oh yeah, the DM. Oh that guy. No, you know usually they say let the DM do whatever they want to do. So this is one of these letters complaining about the DM, like that classic one. My DM did this, and usually they are tough on the letter writer, saying, "Look, they're the DM. It doesn't matter." This guy gets called a bozo. This DM yeah, gets the bozo, right? Because the Will o' Wisp was easily defeated, and yeah, that, they were really rough on on that poor guy. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it was pretty bad, but yeah, here's the uh, uh, the the lowly players. We I just can't. I mean, I guess it's been so long since I've been a teenager. I enjoy your magazine, but can rarely get a copy because of my DM. He'll tell us we're we're not to buy issues. What kind of power are these? Is it a cult now? And listen, keep reading because he yeah it is. He just follows. He does. He's like I've been to order basically. Yeah, I've been right? prevented from subscribing. How do you? What is this? Prevented, prevented from subscribing. And by the time our DM finishes screening issues, they're sold out at our local hobby store. Even though I can see his position, where dungeon mods are concerned, it's still very frustrating. There are several things you could do. Yeah, uh, clearly Mark separated from the rest of the magazine. The idea is change of plays, reading the section. And again, then he asked for, could you do exclusively journal or dungeoneer? Surely if Judges Guild says, gosh, Jimmy, the reply from Jake, I I don't know who to rake over the coals first, your DM for being so high-handed or you for comparing us to Judges Guild. Seriously, the dragon is meant to be read by DMs and players alike. I'm trying to see if he says anything. Okay. Uh, And for the record, both the journal and dragoneer are published bi-monthly, so they're only getting out 12 magazines, same as us. There you go. Wow. So that's that's a slam, too. Yeah, maybe the, DM, maybe well, the DM's the like, parent's parent. Maybe it's the parent of the... Of the no, maybe. Yeah, because I'd be like, really? Hey, Dad, can You're I get like, Dragon? No, but you can, get, uh, you can get Hustler. You know, that's the kind of thing. I'm not quite sure. Right. Be, like a, be a normal teenager. <laughs> why, are you, why are you getting Dragon? I don't want you to have Dragon. I just want to read Dragon. You can, though. You can read hustle. Flipping and Turning uh, uh, episode two. That's the, that's what you can read right. in the brown in the round just, brown bag. That's right. Exactly. Oh, oh God! They even gave a food fight. 
It's just so I mean that's a waste of that's a waste of the magazine. In my opinion, is this a rough one? Yeah. For someone who's buying this for for first edition, if I spent the money on this for first edition, I'm not happy. I'm not happy. Yeah, and nothing says fun like cutting out chits of bread, tea, spinach uh, chits that you can move around the thing, and a splat token. That sounds. Splat token. That's the band. <laughs> we are splat token. We are splat token. So. <laughs> Boo. You suck. You suck. You suck. <laughs> uh, we're not splat token. <laughs> we're a new band. We're changing our name. You, guys are- you know what I thought would be fun? And I don't know if these exist. Okay, ready for this? Because uh, Vic, you may want it. This may want to be an offering by Angry Dice Game. I'm helping you out. You're, you know, you're the really the marketing genius. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to help. And I think I've got a good idea. So be nice to me, all right? It's like Shark Tank here. You know the fuzzy dice that people hang from their car? You know yes. their mirror? Uh, rear mirror. Well, what about fuzzy polyhedrals? I think I've already seen them before. Oh, have he probably has been taken. But that's yeah. Well, you know, well, you know, you know. And nothing, nothing, you got, that's all you're saying. That's it. I've seen them before. Yeah, I think I've seen him before. It's it's nothing new, you know. So, so Vic, hell? so Vic, I don't know if you heard before this. We are going to reenact next time on the nineteenth. I don't know if you're available December nineteenth. We are yes, going I to am. we're going to reenact the uh, the famous scene in Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer where uh, Cornelius Yukon Cornelius uh, Simon the Elf. It's actually, I think Clarice is there too, and Rudolph face the Bumble, the abominable snow, the abominable monster. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go and review the film then and, and write so, some detailed notes of this battle. So, so <laughs> if you want to DM us, we will be the party, right, Dan? Do you want us to be the yep. party? We'll be the party, and you okay. can be the DM for the. And we assume he'll be a Yeti, so you can stat him as a Yeti. And we've said that Cornelius is a first level ranger. And we'll be using Simon's just an elf, Monster Manual elf. He's not a fancy elf or anything. And Clarice and um, Rudolph will be uh, small goats, right? We said goats. They're normal goats. They must have with goats, yes. They're like but one those, plus two hit dice. So the elf has a uh, secondary skill of den- dentistry, right? Dentistry, right. That's right. He's, okay. He will have it. Could be necessary. And we may fight the subdue now that we know the rules. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's we what may happens. Parlay. We, parlay. we may parlay. So if you want to join <laughs> us for that, we would love for you to DM that encounter. So you let us know uh, in a couple of weeks your schedule when you want to come on. But that's that's the holiday special we want to do. All right. I will uh, endeavor to get a green screen like you, and maybe we'll play it in the background. I've got my uh, projector down here somewhere. Maybe I can figure out how to do that where I can play it in the background. Oh, that, would be, that would be <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that would be super that's cool. Warm. Yeah, like yeah, or yeah, yeah. You can stop motion and go. Okay, now here's. <laughs> oh, uh, we got we got compliments from Jonathan. He, he they use the adventure in flipping and turning, so that's super cool. Issue oh. one. I'm not sure what, what he's going to get in issue two. Whether there will be one or not. So. Reviewing mine. There it is. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And and the terrible monster was in there. That was Vic's contribution. Yeah, well, it's supposed to be in the next one, too, but uh, we'll see what happens with that since it's been burned at the stake. Well, some, right. some, some have been buried. Some have been bur- – uh, well, Rob has provided proof of evidence that he's gotten rid of the episode. The, the, you know, it's kind of like 
And, and now we're gonna have the green version of flipping and turning. The orange version of flipping and turning issue two has been disposed of and shall never be spoken again. Until mm-hmm. uh, I see it in my mailbox. Until <laughs> you see it on eBay, apparently, is what's, what's, yeah. what's going to happen. Written about, or this is written about, you know, in like the uh, history of Grog Talk 20 years from now, the book that'll be done, right? The, the, what's right. the, it's, the, it's probably in a, Rob's probably got it in a metal box and is buried in his backyard, you know, with some uh, ink and some drying agents and stuff so he could dig it up in, you know, 20 years and sell them all for, you know, quarter million dollars each, sort of like a, you know, Marvel superheroes magazine number one or something. Well, I'm, I'm sure it's gonna. I'm sure it's gonna come up because that's what people do. All right, go ahead, Dan. I, I would like, and I know we're running maybe one final thing. I know I'm adding this. I would like you to pull up if you could pull up G1 and yeah. the name of the. Oh yeah, you guys the, were mentioning this. What was this about? Okay, can someone pull up G1? And the name of the hill giant. And, and and how he's described. So, so hold on. The hill giants? Yeah, exactly right. So whoever is the head hill giant, right, in G one. Oh, now my now my computer's decided to just take forever. Uh, so it's a race. We've got Vic who's grabbing he, he's gonna find the original version faster than I'm gonna find it because G one. Alright, here's G one. I will share it. I will put it on the screen for people. Okay, I found it. There Don't it hurt yourself, Vic. There it is. There it is. Mine's so, a tattered old copy here. That's awesome. And what I'm suggesting might not be anything new, just like the fuzzy polyhedrals uh, hanging from the uh, rear view mirror. The... So where, where would I look for that? Do you know where oh. it is? Pretty early on. That's all I know. Sorry. G one. Are you talking the king or the whatever like, yeah, his the name king. was? Yeah, he's like Nostra something. Yeah. Yeah, Nostra. Yep. Let's see. Servants the chief is me. a grossly yeah. fat and thoroughly despicable Nost- creature. Nostra. Okay, hang on. Let me let's first start with the name. What's the name? Nostra. Nostra. N o s n r a. Now, now, Gygax was famous for doing what with names? Uh, I'm scrambling them. And not just scrambling, but wasn't it also for doing them backwards, like draw image? Yes. So backwards, what does this thing to look like? Not exactly, but what does it look like? Arneson. Thank you. Now describe. Now, now indicate the description of this guy. Oh, he's a grossly fat and thoroughly despicable creature, sly and vicious, loving ambush and backstabbing. That's his, that's his description. Furthermore, oh. the party has been cautioned to expect the secret force. Well, but then you said enough. So, so, so what do you think? I think maybe G- Gary was making a poke at him. Right, right? Isn't that odd? I mean, look, that's almost Arneson backwards. And that's a, you know, I don't know. It's so, so against the Giants as well, like 78... Oh, it's where the is the publishing date on this? Publishing date is 78. 78 and 81. Yeah, 78. Okay, so 78 is probably G1, right? Yeah. 
2078. I don't know what the relationship was like. I'm just saying that I saw that name, and I know when you have weird names like that, Gygax usually does a lot. Well, not usually, but we'll do them backwards. And when I read that thing backwards, it looks like Arneson. And that just looks like a very strange description to me. I mean, a very specific description. Uh, you know, it was just weird to me. So that's, I don't know, obviously. And I don't know if this has been suggested or not, but it just struck me that this may have been, as Vic has suggested, a poke. Right. Uh, at Arneson. I think, and, and, and that's, it's, it's not above him is what your point is. So, all right, Vic, give us a D10. We're going to, we're going to roll this out and we're going to see you next two weeks from now where you can give us the, uh, the epic battle of the Yeti. Will, will history be rewritten? That's half our fun is. Oh, fill off. Yeah. Five. five. Okay. Five. I'll give it a five. That's, that's about All right. It's about average. Flat. Yeah, like I said, you guys some more stuff to give away, or you guys got yeah. enough. Well, yeah, we could. You know what? <laughs> yes, send more stuff. We can always set. We can always use some stuff. Like I said, just let us know. Uh, um, I got I got a bunch of these made now. So nice, nice. Yeah, tell us. Uh, send me your PayPal thing. Tell us how much it is, and we'll send it to you. We don't. We appreciate. We're so thankful that you send those. People love those. They love them. Love them. I just love send them. them now. I am working on. Hold on. Here's this we're sitting here talking you guys did i ever show you this one i've got tomorrow supposedly uh tomorrow supposedly i get i don't know if the lights are it's i see lights hold on ah so tomorrow supposedly and this is a discussion on facebook that there are people wanting to put uh jewels in the eyes of these oh that'd be cool groggy so i ordered jewels and they will be coming in and i'll test those out and send you a picture and i call this my version six after i've had to sit there with a cad program trying to figure out how to wire these things up it's 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 you know one of those projects that takes forever to get done and do right i think i've went through seven printings before i finally got it to be able to wire them up and stuff so well and it, yeah it'd be nice you know some kind of uh at some point oh you raised your hand <laughs> why are you raising your hand i i i recognize the man i recognize the senator from uh yeah, go ahead. I didn't have a question. I just wanted to raise my hand. I wanted to use the raise my hand punch. Have you got any of these? I don't remember if I sent you any of these. I have, a, I have a very early, ver I have a first edition version painted. Painted? Oh. But did I send you any in a man no, the last time? No. Uh, All right. I did not. So. I'll have to print some stuff up because on uh, Black Friday they had uh, 3D printing filament for uh, really cheap. So I can print out a bunch of stuff people and, again the, the uh, again we gave away um keep it blood red falls and we're giving away carlos entertainment but people love the groggies they i mean that is so when you gave that to us last year it was uh, amazing i mean it's it's in the place of honor still so uh there are many like the them but we have the, we have the huh? <laughs> Behind the green screen well i mean you know because it's just me now it's it's hard to just uh have the whole it looks kind of dorky for me to stand behind this thing by myself uh, going, hey, guys. So but uh, yeah, so hopefully you'll be able to join us when when we recreate for our holiday edition, the uh, famous Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And uh, hopefully Bumble will get his revenge and eat 
the thing. But we're going to try our best, Dan. We're not going to let. Uh, of course, no. I, I, of course, I'm, if I'm Cornelius, I'm running. Probably, I'll, I'll probably feed the I'll feed the the reindeer to the yeti and run for my life. But th- that's me. Well, our chance of surprise is so low with this stupid nose, you know. Right. Well, I assume Simon the elf. You know, if he's by himself, ninety feet ahead, he's got a one in four chance of surprising. So we gotta, we gotta. He's got. He's gonna have to. You're gonna have to play Simon. I mean, you well, kind of look, well, like, look like an elf. Shouldn't Cornelius be out front as the ranger? He's, track, he's tracking. He, he's, he goes, there it is. There's there's the bumble. He's in that cave. Go get him, Simon. Oh, so he discovers, like, bumble Rats. urine. <laughs> no? There's a big pile of urine, bumble urine right there. It's a smoldering dung. There's a smoldering dung. Looks like a half-eaten carcass. That's all they're It's like, get it. Not you know, we could actually get James. If James actually got a beard, he probably looks sort of like Yukon Cornelius. Right. You know, we can... <laughs> God, Zooks, that's some poop he put down there. That's right. <laughs> oh, it's going to be terrible. <laughs> oh, boy. So, right. be, so tune in for our holiday special in two weeks. So for Grog Talk, I'm James. I'm Dan. And who are you? Uh, I left. Goodbye. <laughs> he left. So on behalf of the, behalf of Vic, we uh, will see you in a couple of weeks on Grog Talk. Uh, take care, folks. This is big, a pushy, a big production. All rights reserved.